Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? You know what time it is. Sponsor time. Us and Tier None Productions, Mr. Tienan, bringing you a crazy, crazy show. KublaCon, Friday the 13th of September 2019. Yep, with Orthodox, Go for Gold, and Pass Comfort. Need tickets? I know you do. I know you do. Get them from a local band, 15 bucks, or go to kublacon.bpt.me. That's online ticket purchasing. It's $15 pre-sale, $17 a day of the show. You're going to want to get them early. <clears throat> Sorry, I coughed. It's very unprofessional. I'm going to leave it in there because that's just the kind of low-tech shit I'm into. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Kubla Khan, it's K-U-B-L-A-I-K-H-A-N dot B-P-T dot me, or get your tickets from a local band. Again, September 13th, it's a Friday the 13th, it's going to be fun. Orthodox, going to be great. Kubla Khan, can't wait to see them. They got a new fan in me. Uh, been enjoying their music videos, they are brutal. And it's going to be at Vino's, it's going to be a stellar fucking show, and I can't wait for it, and I hope to see you all there. Today's guest, Mr. Nathan Close, and I called him Nathan Close forever until he corrected me on the podcast, which seems to happen quite a bit, because that's just how I roll. I like to fuck shit up. <laughs> Sorry, I'm coughing again. Very unprofessional. But you guys didn't come here for professionalism, did you? He's a smart man. He's an audio engineer. He's in a band. He does some really great recordings. He lives in Ozark, Arkansas. I think you guys should give him a look-see. He goes on about it. We go on about it. But the thing is with this podcast, we're nerding out, and then a storm rolls in. And I live in a terrible house. The electricity, the, the way it's ran, everything's all just terrible. And a storm came in and was knocking my power out in it, like just in spurts. Like it would go off and come back on. So we kept having to restart the podcast You'll hear it cut off. Sorry about that. Really nothing I could do. Act of nature. Uh, but the conversation was fantastic. I love getting to nerd out on the little itty bitty things, especially when it comes to like recording and things like that, because I'm so interested in it. We had a great conversation. Uh, if you're into that kind of stuff, this one's for you for sure. If not, it's just a good convo. We had a great time. And then our buddy Kurt Lunsford showed up midway through and we talk about all kinds of things, and Kurt gives a little sneaky poo into something we've been working on for a long time. And yeah, that's about it. Everybody enjoy this conversation with Mr. Nathan Close. Take two, take two here. I'll just open a second one. Uh, okay, now it'll really smell like beer in here. Oh, man. What's up, man? Not a lot, dude. So, do you live in Fayetteville? I live in Ozark. Ozark. Yeah, do you know where that's at? I mean, I know where the Ozarks are. It's uh, it's like, do you know where Russellville is? Yes. Fort Smith? Yeah. Halfway in between the two of them. Okay. Like, just right off the interstate there. So, was it like two hours to get here? Yeah, oh. like right at two. Man, thanks for coming. Yeah, man. I'm happy to be here, dude. I look for any excuse to come up to Little Rock. Really? Yeah. Ozark is like, there's like 3,500 people there. So, Oh, sweet Lord. Yeah, so it's it's nice to uh, you know, go mm -hmm. somewhere where there's more people. I think I just hit the mic. So. Oh, it's fine. Do you always do like the 
make it worth it come down here and have like all kinds of things to do or sometimes like usually the only reason i come down here is for shows or something uh but yeah something like this like it's yeah man just a conversation about stuff like i'm i'm totally down (laughs) (laughs) is there any kind of venue like in the ozark Ozark, no No. well i mean there's there's bars there so you know you get the bar bands and all that stuff but uh nothing like you know fort smith well i don't know if there's even much in fort smith you know for the scene type stuff these days I don't, I can't think, I've never heard of anything. Mm. I mean, in a while, there yeah. used to be a place. I mean, I, there's been several places cause that's where my band always played at was okay. in Fort Smith, but that it's, I don't know. It's places come and go and stuff. It doesn't have as strong of a scene as like little rock right, right now, for instance. Right. So where to, uh, what band were you in? Uh, it was a band called our only hope. We were like metal core type stuff. Everyone's for, got that yeah. metal core band. <laughs> Everyone. Yep. <laughs> It's, uh, we actually just put out a new song, like, uh, on You're July still around. 4th. Well, not now. Like we, we stopped actually playing back in like 2013, but, uh. So your internet only band? Yeah. Cause I got the recording stuff and all that good stuff. So it's right. like, why not keep having that outlet? We just uh, haven't released anything in like six years and okay. then finally just did. <laughs> you haven't released anything in six years and yeah. you just put something out? <laughs> Was the reception good? Yeah, I think so. Uh. Probably not as good as what we had hoped just because, uh, you know, we, we don't ever post or right, anything. Right. So our page has like zero reach right now. Oh. Like, so it's yeah. got to stick that Facebook wants their $10. Yeah, I know. And we, we even tried that, but it, I didn't know what I was doing. So it didn't work out very well. Dude, yeah. Now you have to know how to structure these stupid ads. Oh, yeah. It's annoying, <laughs> yeah. man. Used to, you just paid the money and it went yep. places. Now you, now you have to like, there's a whole thing. So now you have to learn the algorithm of the algorithm. It's yeah. fucking like, come on, dude. I'm so sick and tired of having to learn new shit. Yep. <laughs> no bueno. <laughs> so what made you, uh, so you're a audio engineer. That's, uh, something I'm not very good at. So <laughs> I tried, man. I tried. I did like what most people do. I, you know, racked up a bunch of gear mm-hmm. on a credit card, went and bought all the bullshit and then got home and started trying to teach myself, you know, Oh yeah. cause I'm not going to go to school for it. Mm-hmm. Why would I do that? The equipment's cheaper than school and I figure oh, yeah. I, YouTube <laughs> exists. So it's like, just fucking go for it. Yep. And I made one whole album and it was absolute garbage. Never put it out. <laughs> it was the worst sounding <laughs> shit, dude. Everything was like just maxed out. Like I didn't have any buffer clean room. So on the master channel, I'm just like limiter, 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 limiter. <laughs> just bring it down to oh, like, man. and then you hear it like your headphones and it's just like the loudest shit. And it's not even, <laughs> and then I, over the years I've gotten a little bit better, but not where I'd like to be, yeah. especially not for the amount of money. And then I started my own podcast and so I just use all that gear for this. <laughs> Dude, at least you're using it, man. <clears throat> yeah. I had to do something. Yeah. <laughs> it was that or sell it. And I didn't really want to get rid of it. Cause it's actually, it's intriguing. Yeah. You know, and it's like a never ending thing. Mm-hmm. I'm always, I still, uh, just, I was mixing down last night, the census podcast and I was trying new things like a new EQ trick. I learned oh, about yeah. pulling, you know, certain hurts out mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And just trying to like, I don't do the whole, uh, dead room noise trick mm-hmm. where you take the 20 seconds and stretch it out to clean up the background noise. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> Even though all I have to do is sit there and hit record and just shut up for yeah. 20 seconds, but I'm still like, just I can't shut up for that long. Dude, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I barely let you talk. So what you, what got you into it? I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure it was kind of the same. Your oh, band, yeah. it sounds like probably needed to make a record and 
Mm-hmm. I uh, I I started playing guitar when I was probably like twelve or something. I'm I'm about to be thirty, by the way. So I've been Damn. playing for a long time. Uh, I at some point uh, started. I got a Digitech RPX four hundred, yeah. and it uh, came with this uh, Cakewalk software called uh, Guitar Tracks Pro. Yeah, and so I, like started figuring out how to use it. Which before that I used like the Windows Sound Recorder, if that dates me. You know, like the the old school thing that, uh, <laughs> right. Uh, but once, uh, once I got that, I started figuring out how to actually do tracks and stuff, uh, on my own and with like MIDI drums and stuff like that. And then over time, you know, eventually I actually got in a band, started getting better okay. at it. And, uh, so you started using MIDI drums that young? Yeah. It, well, the, uh, the RPX 400 had like, uh, a, a beat thing on it okay. you just hit a button and it started playing like a it was an auto beat, beat thing? yeah okay okay yeah it took a while before i started getting to where i could do right. it myself or whatever but uh eventually i, I found the cd that had drum tracks on it oh. started recording on that and then uh a long long time down the road it was like 2013 i guess uh my band had finally put out an album that i recorded had somebody else mix and master it okay and because i knew i wasn't good enough right but uh, some other local bands around Fort Smith, like Auspicious, I don't know if you ever heard yeah, of them. Yeah, they were the them. first band that ever reached out to me and was like, uh, hey man, you, uh, oh, I, I like how your album sounds. Will you record us? And I was like, well, I mean, I can, but I don't really know much about mixing <laughs> and stuff. Like that was, I didn't do that, but they, they went for it and turned out good enough that they told people about it and oh. just kind of snowballed Been from there. spitballing from there. Yep. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> so you, so I, I'm not sure what, do you have a studio space or anything like it's that? It's uh, it's the spare room in my house. Spare I've, room I've in turned, your house. Yeah, I've got cool. uh, all the acoustic treatment up and all that stuff, and just oh, everything's do. in there. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's, do you do live drums? Yeah. In, in the same room, like so, we have to. That's the first thing we'll do, or we'll track scratch guitars first, and ah. then uh, pull the drums into my that okay. one room. So it's it's a pretty small room too. So, so. you're doing that <laughs> thing too, where you're doing the guitars first now. Well, it's just the scratch guitars. Just the scratch yeah. guitars. So then once we get the drums laid down, I'll get them edited and all like perfectly on time and everything. Then we'll lay down the guitars. Come onto back that. Yeah, and yeah. redo all the guitar yeah, track. Yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. What uh, I'm, I know recording is like a ridiculously long process, and like there's all kinds of like, hey, let's try this out, mm-hmm. let's try this thing, and, and it's like. I'm sure as you go, and especially just sitting in front of a computer for hours and hours, <laughs> probably gets to be where like that's the fun part. Oh yeah. How many how many times like say a band comes in for you know five tracks? How many times do you is it is it gotten to a process where you like get it in, get it done, or do you still like find like the like the really fun ways to like hey you know what I hear what you're going for, let me try something. Yeah yeah. yeah. So we'll it. I do like to be as quick and efficient as possible because, you know, you want to you want to capture people while they're still in there. Right. Like in that mode and everything in the zone. But, uh, you know, sometimes it is fun to step back a bit. Like if I'm inspired by something, you know, and it's got to just be that everybody's feeling like whatever this inspiration is. And then I can go into it then. Uh, But usually it's it's let's try to be as efficient as possible. And I got you done. But. And a money issue too, you know. Oh yeah, the longer, that's you, the longer you fuck with something, the yeah. more it's gonna cost for yeah. sure. What uh, <clears throat> how how often are you doing? Is this a full time gig? Yeah, I uh, I quit my job back in May of 2018, so I've been doing this full time since then, wow. a little over a year. Yep. Well, congratulations Thank to you. that, man. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's it can be really stressful. I mean, it's you know you're 
uh, it's the feast or famine thing. Like it sometimes really is it's amazing. Sometimes it's like, what am I going to do? I got to go back to Walmart or right. whatever, you know, uh, ramen this week. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, I see you're wearing a gold for gold shirt. Yeah. You I did their it. record, right? Uh, well, Dalton, vocals. Kinnerly, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I did the vocal editing and, uh, some like production stuff. Like I helped them with harmonies and stuff. Okay. And then, uh, I think Dalton actually recorded the vocals there. I'm pretty sure with Jared and, uh, uh-huh. Spencer and all them. And then, sure sent it to me and then I did all the editing oh, okay. and mixing. I mixed the vocals and then sent it back to Dalton and then he mixed and mastered the music along with the vocals. So, oh, okay, cool. So, yeah. Cool. Like a collaborative yeah. thing. Collaborative effort. Yeah. yeah. I like those, man. I like yeah, that. Are amazing. You, <laughs> yeah. Are you on this new, I, I was, uh, I'm constantly trying to like watch videos and trying to mm-hmm. get better. <laughs> I don't have a lot of time to like put in the effort, but I still like to watch it to gain the knowledge. So oh, yeah. maybe just maybe, Sometime I can, you know, use what mm. I know. <clears throat> you one of the, I see this new thing going on where they're taking real drums and fake drums. Cause I'm kind of still anti fake drum. Mm-hmm. I, I prefer the real thing, but it is what it is. Sometimes you just don't have a choice. I get it. Mm-hmm. But I see a lot of people now they're layering the two. Oh yeah. 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 I, I do that. Like, like, so it depends. It depends all on exactly what the band wants from their music. Like, do, are you wanting just, like you know, something to, yeah, if, if you want it raw, then you probably want your raw drums. Right. Even then, like, it depends on if, did I record the drums? Did somebody record it in their bedroom that's not yes. treated at all? Like, there are, there are ways that you could take a crappy drum recording uh, in somebody's crappy room that's not treated and, and make then it, make it sound good. Yes. But that's using samples and right. stuff like that to beef them up and stuff. And a lot of the, I hate <clears throat> to say it, but a lot of the new... There's something going on in mixing and I've noticed, but the drums are so up front now mm-hmm. and there's like this call for these loud, thunderous drums and like, yeah. you know, especially like the toms. Cymbals are almost uh-huh. completely gone. It's like, what do we even need these for anymore? Yeah. I should just be hitting air. <laughs> and then, and then you got like these fucking, you'll be like, you're like, where's, the, is he on the crash or the hi-hat? I yeah. can't fucking tell. And then all of a sudden you just get like this tom roll, just and it's on top of everything. And you're just like. I mean, I like it, but uh, I'm still kind of old and puristy. So yeah. I'm just like, I kind of miss the old days when everything had like this layered approach. Mm-hmm. You know, the, I call it a lasagna. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, I think got people like Joey Sturgis to think for yes. that. Like, because that, yes. that's his like trademark. You listen to his and, podcast? Oh, yeah. Dude, everything yeah. Joey Sturgis, like, that's a huge part of how I learned really? a lot of what I did was. Uh, his podcast is dope, dude. Yeah. Uh, I was in his academy thing, his URM oh, academy, academy? Cool. Nell the Mix, all that stuff. Uh, had a couple talks with him on the phone and stuff, too. Like, for real? Yeah. It's, he's, the way that they've got all that set up is really cool. Like, well, at least whenever they first started, you could get like a uh, 20 minute mm-hmm. sessions with them. So I had like two with him, uh, yeah, two they're... with AL Levy, Levy. Now they're uh, like a full school. on school. Yeah. It's, and so they have other people do that for now. Okay. In the beginning yeah, days, yeah. it was amazing. That like, is badass. <laughs> I, yeah. I was listening to him when it first popped up and then when they, mm-hmm. they kind of stopped for a little bit and I guess that's what they were doing was restructuring everything Probably. and making it like a real school. Oh yeah. Cause the podcast didn't post for like months mm-hmm. there was like that dead space and i was like damn did they just up and quit i know like, and that was I, I listened to it every single week when it came out and it's good, then it was just like, whoop, whoop, whoop. But yeah, oh, yeah he definitely like the pioneer of mm-hmm. that new age mixing yeah for sure like, I, I mean there's a reason he's got platinum records mm-hmm. on his wall you know <laughs> man like honestly he i for a while i uh I felt I feel like I was basically a copycat, like trying to reach his sound and everything. You know, and, a lot of people did that. Yeah, 
especially you're early on. Well, you're uh-huh. just learning stuff for too. sure. So yeah, you're yeah. Like, well, I like what he's doing. So I feel like you go, uh, even with like my writing, I go through stages where if I find something new, I'll start adding a lot of that yeah, element yeah. into <laughs> it. And then eventually it kind of planes out mm-hmm. until it's your style. Yeah. Cause exactly. now you've tried enough different things where you're like, no, I really don't actually like this. Mm-hmm. You know, like, let me, let me try this over here. Like, I know in his cymbal mixes, I think he takes the 4K like all the way out. Oh, yeah. And the guitars. And the guitar and, all and everything. Yeah. Just like, no, no. This whole frequency yeah. range right here, just gone. Their slogan is fuck 4K. Like, yeah. They uh, actually came out with a plugin on uh, April Fool's one year that was uh, called the Desuculator, Desuc- and it literally just took out 4K. I remember that. <laughs> as far as. Uh, so what do you what are you working with? Like here I've got somebody get nerdy for a little bit, do we go yeah. here? I've got the uh the pro, the fo- uh Focusrite Pro I eight. So it's like a it's a firewire instead of a USB. It's a little bit, you know, a little bit speedier, and then I run yeah, it into yeah. this uh ancient iMac. That's a two thousand ten. <laughs> but the software I use is cracked, so sometimes <laughs> it's a little janky. Like last night I was trying to do my uh intro read. And literally had to restart it four times because it just kept stopping. Oh man! I was like, dude, I've got to, I've got to spend some real money. On what this. software are you using? It's Logic. Oh, uh, have you ever heard of Reaper? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. got like the free, and it's free too. stuff. Yeah, like yeah. so. You know, they've got like the splash screen, and it's it tells you to buy it. Like, and right. at some point, I actually did buy it. Like, that's, so that's what, what I you're use. Yeah, you're using Reaper. Yep, cool. I and know. it's it's amazing. Like, it's it's just it's not as noob friendly like cause right. you it's so customizable and stuff yeah. like you can make it do anything but it's you have to do a lot of digging what's, to figure out how to do those things what's the what's the difference the big difference between the free and the pro it's exactly the same it's just like an honor system sort of thing oh, yeah i literally so, i used it for probably like three years before like i bought the shareware it. system where it's I like guess, working, yeah. working on the honor code here yeah pretty much and people can oh is it one of those things where people can add to it and Kinda, then you can download new versions. Well, there's uh, they they they're coming out with updates constantly. Like once every couple of weeks, they've got oh, some kind shit. of update for you. Yeah, so it's like version five point nine one, version okay. five point nine two, and stuff like that. Uh, and people can also make scripts and stuff, and you can download their scripts and put it in your program, like a template to, of sorts. To, to templates, like anything like that, or uh, say there's custom commands. Like Reaper doesn't come with uh, like the native ability to just like slip edit drums for instance. Okay. So, which is, I don't know if you know what that is. Take grouping all the drum tracks and moving them into time on the grid, basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Quantizing. So, yes, yes. Pretty much. Yeah. And so I know a few things. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's basically quantizing by hand. Like gotcha. you, you are telling it what to put on. So that way you can be more, uh, if you don't want it to be hundred percent robotic, you can, Add nuance in there. Add the nuance. Yes. So like a a script, somebody came up with a script that was like, hey, if you put in these commands, then this is all you got to do is control S drag and you can move this over and blah, blah, blah. So so it's like extra. Yeah. So you can just, yeah, you can get as nerdy as you want with it. Wow. (laughs) Is it a, is it a, damn it. I I had the question in my brain. Uh, The plugin, is it plugin friendly? Does it work with like other people's plugins? Oh, yeah, like yeah, if you yeah. download a Joey Sturgis plugin, it- yep, that's those are what I use most. Actually, <laughs> really, Joey Sturgis stuff, yeah. I'm actually thinking about uh, getting a. So I I don't have an outboard compressor, which I mm-hmm. I wish I did. Outboard compression is like my jam. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, have you ever got to use an outboard? Compressor? I haven't been able to use one before, but I I mean I hear the stuff that they do and what people say about Dude, them and stuff. And it, yeah, I'm like <laughs> the ones on the computer are cool because they're just there and you can have 200 of yeah. them. 
and it cost you one price. Or if you're, I just use the stock one. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I've, I've used the tube compressor one time and it's just one channel. So you have to buy however many channels mm-hmm. you have. You have to buy that many compressors. So it's like, fuck man, yeah. these are like a thousand dollars a piece. Mm. But man, the fucking tone is just <laughs> like, you want to know the difference between that million dollar record and the bedroom record? Yeah. I swear to God, man, it's those damn compressors <laughs> or those, even those uh, exciters that people have mm-hmm. where they'll just push the frequency to the maximum, you know, mm-hmm. and just let it ride like a, are you familiar with Glenn Fricker? Oh yeah. The YouTube asshole uh-huh. guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he uses one of those, those, that black with the white knobs. The distressor, maybe? The distressor, yeah. And and Bo from uh uh Sayosin. Oh yeah. You know, he's an engineer too. I don't mm-hmm. know if you follow him on Instagram, but holy Moses. No, I've I've seen him. He's been on uh Nell the Mix one month yes. and they did a, a Sayosin track, actually, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. So got to see him do his thing. Dude, he's badass, yeah, man. He's awesome. <laughs> he makes some clean sounding shit. Mm-hmm. I like I like his approach. I, if I had a you know all the albums I like were made basically by one guy, the glow in the dark, Matt Goldman, like oh, really? the chariot and under oath okay, and all those you. guys. Yeah. He made like all those records and now he doesn't have a studio anymore. So glow in the dark's just him coming to you. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. It's like, I don't know what happened <clears throat> to a studio, which kind of sucks. Cause it was massive. I'm sure it had like hall a hall B, you know, you could <laughs> record symphonies in this place, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't know. Have you ever done anything like that, man? Do you go to like, say I had my shit here and I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I got all this stuff. And you're like, okay, the equipment list checks out. Is that like, yeah, I can come down there for a week <laughs> instead of someone having to go to you for a week. I haven't done exactly that. Uh, something that I'll usually do in a situation like that. If a band's wanting to track on their stuff is, uh, if, if they need me to come and check it out, like I, I've done that, I've been to a couple different places to, make sure everything okay. was good to go and everything. But then uh, usually they'll end up just tracking themselves because the, Oh, excuse me. The, no, you're good. I cough and burp <laughs> all the time. Bro. This is the most laid back. <laughs> uh, the, what's the word? The strength that there is to having your own stuff as a band is that, and, and being able to record yourself is that you've got unlimited time. You're not on the clock right. of being in the studio and stuff like that. And the thing is like, uh, gear is amazing, yeah. but at the end of the day, you look at somebody like Joey Sturgis, he's a hundred percent in the box. He's, he has oh, no outboard whatsoever. Yeah. And so if he's putting out these records that is making, you That's, know, I was going to get to that point because my <clears throat> thing is, is he, he could do it with a fucking MacBook exactly. and just show up and be like, yeah, cool. We got like the first attack attack record. Sounds like seven string guitars. It's Ibanez GIO series. They're $200 <laughs> pieces of shit. I remember and they that. sound like, that like that guitar yeah. tone on that record. I don't care what you think about Attack Attack, but the tone mm-hmm. is ridiculous, dude. And then on their second, the actual Attack Attack uh, self title like, yes. oh, that was like Joey Sturgis. Just like, oh, he oh. he figured so it out good. and yes. went all in on that record, man. <laughs> that record is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The sound quality is superb, mm-hmm. and it's all from a just just a computer yeah. in like his friend's mom's garage. Yep, <laughs> it's amazing, <laughs> dude. So that's when it, so when it comes to the gear talk, it's like, I think gear is amazing and there's like so much good stuff, but at the end of the day, like, right. You can do it at your place with whatever you have. Like, I mean, there is a certain threshold, like, yes, you know, you're not going to get like a $20 interface from yes. Walmart or something and it yeah. sound as good. 
but you know, you talk about like your focus, right? I've, I've got a focus, right? Uh, Claret is what I'm using. And okay, it's, yeah. I did use this focus, right? Sapphire pro, which was like half the price. And honestly, I really can't tell like any difference in them. Like well, I've, learned, I've learned that the, uh, the, 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 the piece inside the, uh, the preamps, mm -hmm. that's what you really need to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. And I do believe, I don't know if, <clears throat> I don't know if those are Midas preamps or I, I think that, they might be, or a Focusrite, if that's the the one that they made for their self. Mm. I know the lower end ones, they'll typically like borrow from other companies mm. just to cut the cost. But I mean, even like this <laughs> shitty little Behringer, like I used for my, now I have a Focusrite i2 for mm -hmm. my portable podcast rig, uh, air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I had this little Behringer guy, and it actually has a Midas preamp in it. And oh, really? Dude, for the, for the one channel that it has that works good. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a plastic piece of shit, but it actually the sound quality is not bad, man. Dude, Behringer is not bad, like, and that's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so it's, I don't know. I think that's like one of the biggest takeaways there is from like the just the way the technology is now is bands can record themselves. A, a bigger part is finding that sound that you have in your head and figuring out how to capture it, yep. and then like what you have to do to it after it is captured to make it sound like what it is that you have in mind for it. Like what, right. if, if you have like a particular pro record that's like, Hey, this is uh like exactly what I want it to sound like. Then you figure out how to get it to there. Right. You know, and like it's not about, I need to go get in this million dollar studio. That is not the, good. The lightning is it? Yeah. The lightning is <laughs> fucking with the lights. Is it still recording? Okay, well, <laughs> it's scaring the shit out of me. The lights are flickering in here. It just a random ass storm just cropped up. Yeah, I was worried about that on my way up here. I saw a bunch of lightning. I didn't but... know anything. Okay, great. Well, hopefully the lights fucking stay on. But uh, if not, I'll grab the laptop. We'll finish this bitch, and I'll just stitch the audio together. Uh, so, <clears throat> does it piss you off? This is this is a common thing, and I've been a I've been a an idiot and and done this. We'll fix it after. <laughs> Fix it in post. Oh, yeah. I think when we're talking about capturing sound, I always go to, like, the guitar player mostly because a lot of an album is, like, those fundamental nuances of, like, your guitar tone and shit mm -hmm. like that and actually giving a fuck. Look, I don't care if you have the best gear, but if you don't know how to tone out your head, yeah. it's going to sound like shit. Absolutely. I've heard mesas that sound uncontrollably bad, and I've heard, <laughs> you know, black stars that sound a Amazing. thousand times oh, better yeah. than that. You know, like, it's all about the person. <clears throat> so, like, your right hand... And like the care, I feel like you have to give a fuck enough. That, that I think that makes a record far more impactful than even just the whole in the box trick, mm -hmm. you know, where I can go download four thousand different compressors and just keep fiddling until I figure out what mm -hmm. I like. Do you when you're when a band contacts you? Is that something that like what's how does the interaction work? Like, hey, we're in this band, blah blah blah. Are you looking for a gear list? Are you looking for things like that? Is there like a checklist you go down first? Or is it, if you, if it's all shit, just come here and we'll just DI. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, uh, for the most part, I, that's almost exclusively how I end up working anyway. I've got like a Kemper that I've, you got the Axe Effects? Uh, it's, it's called a Kemper. So oh, it's, Kemper. it's very oh, yeah, similar yeah, 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 to yeah. it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's all good, man. Uh, yeah. so <laughs> it, uh, that's, that's what I've been using for like the past, a little over a year, I guess, and I, I love it. And sometimes I'll even use plugins for amp tones instead. Okay. Like, I mean, that's Joey Sturgis, Pod Farm. Like, Dude, yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, who would have fucking so. ever guessed, man? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so when, whenever they contact me, um, 
sometimes even if, if they're asking me about a gear list, like that can be a bit of a red flag because the people that I work with generally work with me because they've heard something that I've done before. Right. Well, that's and, most audio and, engineers. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And so it's, they, they have the trust that they think I can deliver. So if yes. it's like, well, Hey man, do you have this compressor? It's like, no, I don't. It was like, oh, that's not very professional. Because so they watch know. some stupid exactly. fucking documentary. Okay, just because Corn has this fucking million dollar studio and they have all these fucking shit in like this granite countertops. Oh like, God. get the fuck out of here, guy. I I feel you on that. That has yeah. to be hard to, or uh, we'll pay you in clout. Yeah, oh man. <laughs> We're going to be huge, bro. Yeah. We're on the come up, man. Yeah. No, I'm but, sure you are, guy. Yeah. So. When, when I honestly, most of the time, I don't even ask like what kind of guitar they have or anything. Uh, it, there's sometimes uh, it depending on, I always do ask for a demo to see like what kind right. of sound they have and stuff. Uh, cause it's nice to know that going in. Cause I, one thing I might do sometimes is let people use my guitar, which is a, uh, it's an EC 1000 LTD <coughs> the nice. typical metal yeah. guitar, but it's got an Evertune bridge in it. Like, okay. so have you ever yes. seen Evertune? They're yeah. amazing. Like yeah. it's, it does not go out of tune and that's right. like one of the most common issues I have with guitarists is either a, they don't have fresh strings on or B okay. they don't have their you, guitar in tune. You, you just hit on a, another thing. <laughs> I wanted to talk strings, <laughs> string life, string happiness. Okay. So I sweat like a donkey. It's insane. Oh, I yeah. might be diabetic. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. The amount of sweat my body produces. So even at practice, just practice. If I don't clean my shit, it's, it's the next practice. Yeah. <laughs> like literally the next day they're rusted. They're garbage. I have acidic sweat. Yeah. But I know in a studio, I've seen videos and I know, I, you know, you get a lot of knowledge from videos, but I've seen videos, guys, man, they change their strings every single song. Sometimes two or three times in yes. a song. <laughs> it depends on how long the takes yep. take. I had to break that up. <laughs> yeah. Depending on how long the session will take for each song for one guitarist. Yeah. They'll change them out mm -hmm. just so you have like the cleanest possible tone, period. Mm -hmm. Even without any sweat, without any real stretching. Like to where they're just like dull yep. and they're just like, nope, I want it to be fresh. Do, how much, I know coming in with a new pair of strings, mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah, nine day. <laughs> Don't be an idiot. Like that's, that's a hundred percent. I'm on board with that. But I, every single song, are you, are you on that level yet where you're like, Hey guys, uh, uh, I'm losing some clarity here. Yeah, I don't, uh, just because like first I do, it's every single time it is make sure you come in with fresh strings, but usually, uh, I think the majority of the time people are just tracking singles with me. Um, okay. and there's the occasion that I'll do like EPs or whatever, but, uh, it's ends up being a problem. You know, they don't want to spend extra money on extra strings or whatever. So it's like, yeah. Hey man, I got this set. They're going to be good for like six months, bro. Like, yeah, you know, right. so yeah, uh, it, I, it's hard to convince people that that's something they should spend money or drummers on drummers with their drum heads. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. It seems like every time I have someone technical on dude, all my shit just goes <laughs> to shit. That's how it works. Okay. So what's happening? This is take, three <laughs> and what's happening is the lightning and the thunder is making my lights flicker and my i had this stuff on a battery backup but it stormed one night and fried it Ooh. yeah so what's happening is the lightning is making my power flicker and it's shutting off the audio so now we've moved to the laptop everything look good over there babe yeah. we're recording beautiful praise the <laughs> lord so again <laughs> we're talking about <clears throat> guitar, I would say, so guitar players who want to change their strings, 
fucking do it. It's irresponsible. Please. Stop coming in there with three week old strings <laughs> or even honestly day old. Like you should change yeah. them probably in the studio mm-hmm. safest. But even if it's just going to be one set of strings for the whole record, because, you know, I, I understand being like low end that a lot of us are. Oh, Kurt's here. Hi, Kurt. Hey, you missed all the problems. We're having to run out of the laptop because the power keeps flickering off and on. <laughs> uh, no, not now because I only have two channels. So we'll Oof. have to, if you want to put a chair next to Nathan over here, we'll, we'll two mic it. But anyway, so I'm talking about, we, we've literally been dealing with this for what? 30 minutes. This has <laughs> been like stupid. So if you want to pull it. Hello everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is, but anyway, so change your fucking strings. And then we got onto the subject of drum heads. And what I was saying is that my drummer used the same heads for uh, like almost five years. And it was just the most deadening thing. He's like, oh, I'll just tighten them up. Sorry, Josh. Love you. I, 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 I honestly don't know where the audio is at this point. But I was telling you on our first record, we had a rogue eight-channel PA system. It's kind of funny to have to go over this. Uh, into a computer. And that's how we did our first record. And now with just my iPhone, I can make a better record. But what I was asking you is nuance in the instruments and the player themselves, like come ready, come prepared. All those new things matter, but it's also kind of expensive. That's where we were at. So it's, it's a little expensive for a band who's, you know, lower in grade, not not making a lot of money, whatever it is to have to, okay, I'm going to, pay for say nathan i'm gonna pay you x amount of money but but even before i get there it's here's you know here's two hundred dollars for new heads here's you know (laughs) 20 bucks for a new sets of strings for everyone and bass strings are like 30 bucks yeah which bass guitarists too don't just think oh well my strings never break just because they don't break don't mean they're not dirty as hell so and that's one of the biggest differences is uh bass strings like fresh bass strings are night and day when it comes to recording like oh Night so and day. Hi, Kurt. Sorry, I'm kind of this pushing you out. Be, yeah, yeah. Here. Well, he's just going <laughs> to sit there for a little bit, and then we'll get into the conversation. Well, I still want to... Here, pull that to you a little bit, and then me well, and you me. will... Okay, yeah. So anyway, good Lord, man. This has been a day. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like it, though. I almost died on the way here like oh. six times, but I'm well, here. What do you mean? It's very rainy and stormy, and no one knows how to drive. Oh, fair. It is Arkansas. <laughs> Welcome to the hell of earth when it comes to driving. <laughs> I think you now, dude, like when I went in, I had to make two turns to get my driver's license too. Wow. And one of them was in a roundabout. So I don't even know if that's this. I don't even know if you can count that as a turn because you just make the circles. So you're not really stopping. And then you had to come back to the way. And back then we still had two way service roads. So I just had to come back down the service road. <laughs> that is incredible. And they were like, here you go. Here's a license. I was like, that's too easy. Even for me, like that's too yeah. easy. But, uh, so I got to get back in this train of thought here. So when a band comes to you, uh, I don't remember what the original question I was going to ask, but yes, that's important. Band money for sure. Yes. That's where we were going with it. Mm -hmm. So do you try to like, be like, okay, look, I, I have my stuff here. Just show up. Or is it like, I really would prefer you to have this stuff before we move forward. Uh, like, like what stuff, like the strings. Yeah. Yeah. Just all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, if they don't show up with new stuff, I, they still, we still got a a song to make or whatever. So it's, let's do it. And it's, it's not, I mean, I'll, I'll tell them right up front. It's like, Hey, this is not going to sound as good as it could. 
but I'm still going to do everything that I can to make it right. like to the best of my ability, make it sound. Now let me, let me, let me clue the lesser known band dudes into this little trick. Now for people who are not so great or the tone's just not that great when they're sitting there, like do this when they're gone. Have you ever done that? Or you're like, I'm going to replace this completely. <laughs> you're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> I'm not trying to get you in trouble, bro. I've, I've seen, I've seen and heard some stories, oh, man, where man. people will be like, just fix it. Like the whole, just fix it in post yep. thing, man. And it's like, how about we just get it right the first time? Yeah. I've, I've had, uh, I've had situations where the, say the bassist, it's always the not, fucking bassist, yeah, dude. No Let, let's just call uh, him out. It's always the bassist. <laughs> like, uh, I had one situation where the bassist was high out of his mind and could not play what he was. He everything that he played, he's like, "Oh, this is so good." Yeah. The rest of the band was completely baked as well. So they're just like, "Oh, bro, that's perfect." And so later, they're like, "Yeah, man, just just take all that, and make it sound sound good, whatever." And it was another one of those mm-hmm. old strings, old everything. And uh, so, okay, well, I ended up just using MIDI bass on that, yep. and that's, that's what I had to do. And guess what? Everybody ended up loving it. Nobody knew it was MIDI bass. It is there what it go. is. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, it's I a dirty little secret, it, it but <laughs> I feel like it's a necessity yeah, sometimes, Sometimes. Man. Like, if I'm going to put my name on this, mm-hmm. and you're not going to not come in here high, yep. I have to do what I have to do Absolutely. to make sure what's coming out the door isn't pure garbage. Yep. Because one... No one pays attention to all the good shit you do. You make 20 great records mm-hmm. and then fuck up one time. It's like, oh, they're only going to pay attention to that one yep. mistake. You know, especially out there in the music world where it's oh, like, yeah. oh, why does it sound like that? Well, maybe the band sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't no. say that professionally, right? <laughs> uh, they're just creative. It's raw. They're going for that aesthetic. Mm. Hey, I like raw, man. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate raw. I love it's it. It's good. If that's, if that's what you're going for and it's yes. intentional, but not just a lack of, uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what do you feel about like, do you ever get anybody coming in and wanting like that over polish? Do you ever, do you ever go against that? I know, I know getting caught up in like the producerial game, the engineer game, polish is like the key. Yeah. But um, I feel like there's like an, a level of overstep. There probably is. I, but with me and basically my, my hero being Joey Sturgis, right. the, the God of polish. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, that's, it's kind of hard for me game. to ever feel like I'm over, which I, I've been, as my ears developed, I've okay. listened back to stuff that I've done and been like, oops, I overdid that. That's over compressed. That's okay. over EQ'd, stuff like that. But Some but, more of when you get better and yeah. you look back at old stuff. It's funny. That's something interesting about recording and stuff. Like People are like, oh, I, I don't have the ability to record. I just don't know anything about it. It's just like, say, guitar or something. Mm-hmm. Like Whenever you start out, like you might start playing and you think you're really good. And you're like, oh man, this is great. You're playing smoke on the water or whatever. And yeah. then like yeah. say you recorded it or something, and then two years later you look back at it and you're like, Man, I was trash. Cause your ear improves right. like as your skill improves, and then you know, there's like a plateau for a bit, and then all of a sudden you get better, and then you yes. can hear that, hey, I was trash and now I'm getting better. But right. then you you're back at that same level again where you're like, uh, oh, I'm 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 pretty good. I'm really good. I'm I'm as good as anybody else. And then your ear develops a little uh-huh. bit more. You're like, man, I was garbage still. Garbage, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's the same thing with recording as it is with like instruments or anything. It's just a matter of how much time you put into it, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's something I see a lot of bands like recording themselves and yes. uh, 
they'll end up like mixing and mastering like, oh, we don't need anybody. And it's, they've been doing it for a, a couple months or a yeah. year or something. And they don't have the ear developed enough to know that there's an issue with what they've done because it's just like the guitar. It's like, man, I'm, I'm really good. Right. And so then, but then they put it out into the world and they get shit on basically yes. because, Hey man, this sounds like trash. Yeah. And but, so that's, that's, it's just I, that learning curve. You I know? feel like too, that's just good <laughs> advice. Have an outside ear. Yes. And not someone that's like a fan of yours. Mm -hmm. Like show it to your dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, see what your dad thinks. He's used to listening to polished top 40 shit more yeah, than likely. For real. I'm saying everybody's yeah. dad is lame, but you know, <laughs> most dads tend to get a little lame. But, you know, show it to some people who maybe aren't championing for, you know, like, you know, it's smart. Mm. And the car test mix. Oh, yeah. I can tell how many times I've actually gone to the car with my laptop to actually try to, like, <laughs> mix something because I'm like, my ears get so fatigued. I think because mm -hmm. I damaged them out in my shed practicing. Oh, yeah. And, uh, so I'll just go sit in the car. Are you a fan of mix low, listen high? Do you, do you take that approach where you, you mix, like mix at a low, low volume? volume? Uh, I, I do over, over time. Like if I'm mixing for several hours in a row, I, the volume tends to start going up over mm -hmm. time. I don't, that's just some phenomenon. I've, I've heard a lot of other people do that same thing. And then eventually yeah, my ears are just fried. Yep. So then I can't mix the rest of the day or whatever. Uh, I, I, yeah. Whenever I go to listen, I'm cranking that shit. Like, all the way, you know, because yeah. I don't, it, I don't know. Like when you're in your car, or in your headphones or anything, uh -huh. it's a way, way, way different thing than how it sounds in your studio. And so different, and everything. So so different. Yeah, that's how I actually mix my podcast. Like I have a set of studio monitors I could use, but I feel like most people are listening to it in their headphones. Mm -hmm. So I'm mixing. I know that's like don't that's like a bad omen. Don't mix in the headphones, but like I, I'm like that's how eighty percent of the people yeah. are listening to this or shit on your phone or, or something. On your like phone I'll or listen to my mixes on yes. my speaker. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I need to know how they're going to hear it mm -hmm. mostly. Absolutely, because you have to produce for what most people are going to be doing, right? Yeah, I feel like most music now, dude. You could just set, have a set of AirPods <laughs> and just mix through those and be like, all right, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> who the fuck owns a stereo anymore? Yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah, that's. I don't. I don't know. Uh, do you ever do any surround mixes? You, have you dabbled I in that yet? I have not done that yet. Uh -uh. I haven't had a reason to. I guess do bands do that? Yeah, like, some I, really. Uh, there's a. I'm a massive Underoath fan, but Lost in the Sound of Separation. They recorded that in five one. Are you serious? So if you go and listen to that record in five one, there are drum fills that will go all the way around <laughs> the room, and it is fucking electrifying man that's incredible yeah. i had no idea if you I get a hold of that record anything. and you have like a five one like you can go listen to it somewhere dude it is wild <laughs> that's amazing yeah it's fantastic <laughs> cd only i don't know how it works on digital i was a cd i'm a, I'm a cd guy oh yeah i'm still like i like the way the cd sounds man i don't mm -hmm. even own a streaming nothing so <laughs> i'm kind of against it but that's just my own personal yeah. view. yeah <laughs> singles only I feel like we've I feel like we've gone back to the fifties with this shit. Mm -hmm. You put out the single, that's the hit. Come by the record. Like I was just talking to Kurt, and he he thinks I'm a goofy moron, but I'm like, well, we've we've gone backwards mm -hmm. with just a different medium. Yeah, absolutely. Put the singles out, then put a record out physically. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel about it. Because the singles will get you your traction you're looking yep. for, but it's not wasting all your album on, you know, mm -hmm. on the uh, out there. Just oh yeah, I can listen to it whenever, and then. You know, they only listen to the singles anyway. Do mm -hmm. you ever see the thing on iTunes where like the little meter, how many people oh, listen yeah, to yeah, what yeah, the song? popularity uh -huh. or whatever? Uh-huh. And you see that there's just like one or two. That's that's something great about 
doing singles, especially if you haven't put out uh, like an album before or something, is say you go in and do one single and then uh, put a little bit into marketing it right and everything right. and put it out there, you get feedback. Yes. You get to hear what other people, if you just sit for, you know, like what my band did, we, we sat for like a year and a half writing and recording mm. our album. Like, mm. and since we were doing it ourselves, there was no input from the there outside whatsoever. Yep. And so, you know, we, we had no idea how people were going to take it or how it even, you know, if they were even good songs or whatever. And that's just something that happens a lot. If you go and put out the singles first, you're going to get that feedback from people. And that yes. doesn't mean, you know, you have to make your stuff what other people want it. But if your goal as a musician or artist is to be successful and however you define that, if, if it's, uh, you know, in popular music or whatever, you got to do stuff that people are liking. Yeah, and so it's true, good to man. take feedback into consideration. I want to I want to sell out just enough to where my bills are paid. Yeah, nothing past that, so I can still kind of do what I like doing. Absolutely, but I'm not playing top forty garbage. Yeah, <laughs> that's the dream. If I can make, I think I think I did the math once. It was like five hundred bucks a show. Oh man, you know, four nights a week, mm -hmm. five hundred bucks a show. That's like I'm done, man. That's it. Yep. I can do this for life. <laughs> it yeah. sounds like a lot of money. I guess if somebody was hearing that, but it's not. After you pay for gas and everything, you're going to come home with a basic income. That's like minimum wage. Man, I, I've actually had my mind blown like in the last year uh, meeting people that have worked with uh, like bigger bands that are touring and stuff and not even necessarily big. There's there's one dude that I know that is in a Jimmy Buffett cover band and they make something like seven grand a show. Yes. There's uh, like country, uh, some country rap artists that I know of that make like 25 grand a show that's so like it's, fucking crazy it's nutty like because because bands local bands are like man we, we want our 50 dollar guarantee like yeah. and it's and, and it's, they're not even willing to shell that out and i don't know i think there's a lot to do there with supply and demand and market 100 all that 100 well there's yeah. a lot more of it that's the problem mm -hmm. there it's it's very you know the the farther down you go the more saturated oh, yeah. it gets so and it's the same with Every every aspect of it, the uh, with recordings and yep. stuff, you know, you can go down the road and anybody has a setup that they could record oh, you. Oh, technically, or I could exactly. You know, you if could, somebody yeah. was like, "Hey, will you just do it?" and I'd be like, "I mean, I guess." <laughs> yeah, it's gonna sound like shit. <laughs> oh man, and Trust same me. with bands putting out music. Like, there's like even if if bands went and recorded somewhere decent, like there's no there's no guarantee that it's that people are even going to like it or anything because there's just so much being put out these days, yes. especially Spotify. I don't remember what the number was, but it's something crazy it's amount insane. being put out every single day. Yes. So it's just oversaturation everywhere, everywhere, like, all over the place. And that's why they just favor the lesser. Like they just go up and that's mm -hmm. how I feel about it. It's like, well, they're only favoring them cause there's less of it to filter through <laughs> and everything else you have to like go down and be like, Oh, and so you get on those, those playlists, I know they mm -hmm. do the playlist thing where like hopefully you get curated or oh, yeah. something and that takes off. Whatever, dude. Ugh, it's, it's aggravating to me sometimes because I feel like on those playlists, it's like, are you, are they listening or is it just background noise? Yeah, what I do don't think? know. What do you think, Kurt? <laughs> You're a Spotify guy. Get in on this. Do you think those playlists yes. are more of a background feature to someone's just normal life? Like I'm cleaning my apartment, let me put on this pop um playlist do you think it's actually helping or is it or just generating plays and that's the cool i think it part? definitely helps i you mean do? just like like we're getting closer to go for gold like you can see 
that like they've been put on playlists obviously and that helped them get their their numbers on spotify to where they are mm-hmm. but for the most part it stayed pretty consistent really so like at, at the peak i think it was like thirteen thousand monthly listeners or something like right. that and now like they've been fluctuating between like eight and ten thousand regularly wow so uh the the people that actually like paid attention and found out like those people are sticking around and like they're actually okay. listening to now i can't say that for everyone i'm just, i mean sure, i can only sure, reference sure. what yeah, i'm yeah. aware of yeah um but then you see something like census for example where like they had a single they put it out it got on some solid you know playlists it got a lot of traction a lot of plays and then they put out their next one and then it doesn't get picked up right right so then it doesn't have as many plays and then it's still it's not growing really that rapidly so it's like <laughs> Obviously, a lot of people really like the the single. They like the song, but how many of those people actually converted and like listened to them regularly? That's what I'm or uh, of. yeah, got excited about like them putting out new stuff. Do you think that has to do with certain fan bases too, though? Because census would be mm. in a completely different fan base than Go for Gold. Do you think maybe they're just yeah? A bit I more mean, finicky as to what they're gonna be listening to as far as like long term mental capacity. Oh, absolutely. Pop yeah. punk kids are very sad. Yeah. And if, if they can find a band that keeps them describes sad. how sad yeah. they are, <laughs> they're gonna listen to them religiously. Okay. Um, well now we're whereas, playing into psyche and whereas stuff. Whereas like, like whereas like census is more like that's a very like niche sound. It's oh, still yeah. it's still closer, I would say, to like mainstream music. Um than I would as, like, say go for gold. Yeah. yeah. Um but it's it's not either like stupid heavy or like really really mainstream it's kind of somewhere in the middle it so it's very middle, like yeah. if you're really into that style of music you're gonna love them right but if if you're not they might like you might hear the song and be like this is good but you might not actually like follow what they're doing follow the, okay um, i agree with that yeah i don't know it's it's a really interesting conversation though i know um, it's case by case for sure absolutely yeah but i mean I, again it's I, I think it's 50-50. Like, there's yeah. a lot of people that are like, okay, cool, I'm going to put on this playlist, and if something comes on and it catches my attention, right. like, great. Or if, um, you know, I, again, like you said, I might just, you know, clean my apartment or right. have it on in the background while I'm working on something else. And um, That's like a Sean Hood. Yeah. He says, I don't do this, so I don't know. That's why I'm asking. He says that when he's he does that same thing, he listens to music all day long. Oh, absolutely. He and said he, he was, like, trying to, like... He had a goal of like new artists he wanted to find out about like yes. within the year. Like over a thousand. Yeah. It's yeah. insane. He listens to music all day, every day. And Not I've seen his list on his phone. He literally he'll if he if he catches himself tapping his toe, he'll go check the phone, write down what song it is, what it is, and then come back to that artist and listen through more yeah. of their stuff. Later. See, I've done that in the past, but sometimes I don't really realize it until like maybe the song has just ended or whatever mm-hmm. and then um, There's yeah. no way to go back on there, is there? Yeah, on Spotify, absolutely. Oh, you can. I yeah. don't know. I don't. Well, know if you have a premium, okay. If you don't, then it's just ads. Yeah, and stuff. I mean, it's yeah. just ads, and you you can't really go back. But you can see what you listen to. Okay. Like you, you should be able to see like a list of like these are the artists I recently listened to that kind of gotcha. thing. Gotcha. Um. Yeah. Okay. On the census thing, something that I think might be a. Uh, Contributing there, like, and this is something I wonder: is the the quality of the playlist that you're put on? Because they got the I don't. It was a I can feel eternity was the one, and it uh, it was on a Christian playlist, but the uh, not all the music on there was stuff like them. It was uh, I think the one right after them was like some rap song or something like that. So it's like, okay, mm. this is all Christian music, but it doesn't. It's not in the same genre. Exactly. So okay. go for gold. They're put on these 
punk playlist or pop punk or whatever right. and you you can hear some cohesiveness between the songs so people that listen to the playlist are more likely yeah, to yeah. like them that's a great point whereas with uh like the playlist that census was on it's all how, kinds of random stuff how the fuck does that even work yeah. does anybody <laughs> in this room know do you do you have to physically send them um, the thing and be like hey check my shit out or is it just groups of people going through shit all day going oh this is cool drag it's actually curated yeah like it it's curated, curated by spotify staff but okay. they have like Spotify curated playlists and then you'll like pre-upload your stuff and like set the release date and all that. Okay. And then you can uh, submit it to different playlists and then they'll, they'll, it'll be released and then they'll look at it and then they may add it to those playlists okay. if they think it fits. And um, yeah, uh, yeah. go for gold. Like the playlist they got added to like, most of them all had over a hundred thousand people that were following okay. the playlist. Okay. So these are people that actively like yeah, yeah, yeah. L- listen to it. Um, and again, he made a great point. Like they were like punk or like pop punk genre playlists, based, yes. genre based versus like census, for example. So that could be a very important yeah. role into yeah. how that works. Absolutely. I mean, I get that. That makes a lot more sense. Now, Nathan, being an engineer, I don't, I don't mean to do this, but engineer, <laughs> but I meant to say like also engineers nine times out of 10 take on the producerial role. Oh yeah. It's all, which a lot of people, it's all like, <laughs> it's all becoming one yeah. name now, like one encompassing thing. Like engineer means I'm going to get you through this whole ass record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, pretty much <clears throat> being, you said you're almost 30, mm-hmm. uh, being, you know, somewhat older than probably most of your clients. Yeah. Are you, are you getting a lot of this now where a lot of bands are coming in minded to this whole streaming thing because back when I was doing it more so I mean I'm still doing it don't get me wrong I think we're actually coming to you to make our single and everything so awesome <laughs> uh, but I'm I don't really follow so well so I'm mm-hmm. just kind of like you guys do what you do if you need me I'll be there because mm-hmm. I don't know anymore I just I'm fucking I just <laughs> need to learn things and that's why I like having these kinds of conversations is this something that's more and more coming up like the conversations in the room are like how how do you think this will be received versus we're confident in our own stuff. Like the whole, will it be received? Well, part seems to be ramping up a little bit more so than like, just, just put it the fuck out there and just hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. Especially, uh, since, uh, Spotify made curated playlists available for you to upload, like, mm-hmm. which like last year, like that's been a huge conversation about, uh, that's been a huge conversation that I have with the bands when they come in is okay. like, Hey, what are you guys planning on doing with this after we record it? Mm. Because, you know, the the old way that things were done, you go and record, and then as soon as you get your stuff back, you're just throwing it up on SoundCloud or MySpace or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. or YouTube. Or in or, my case, you just show up to the show with CDs in a box. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's it, there, there are a lot of considerations to make when we're actually working on it. Uh, I don't know that it necessarily changes the process, but it does change... Uh, how we think about what's going to happen after they get their music back, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, I, I don't know that it really changes much in the actual recording okay. process. Unless, you know, if we're, if we're working on something, we're like, okay, this is going to be a single and we're not, we don't have to worry about a, the context of an album or anything, okay, you know, right. that might change how we, uh, approach, you know, song link. Sure. Like you know, just yeah. like with radio, it's like, the algorithm. needs to be three and yep. a half minutes and 140 BPM, yeah. three and a half minutes, this, that, and the other. It needs exactly. to have this many choruses. Like it's a literal equation. Yes. 
And that's why top 40, almost every song you can go. Sounds the same. Yeah, well, yeah. it sounds the same, but also you can almost beat for beat know exactly when something's yes, coming up. Absolutely. Even if you don't know shit about counting music, you're just automatically like, well, it's been eight bars. Yeah. It's time for another chorus. And <laughs> even though that is, uh, you know, like we're laughing about it, but it actually, I think there's more to uh, realize there about what it says about people in general and it, you, yes. you expect certain things and uh pop music is popular music yes. for a reason right and uh you know it's something me and kurt have talked about before is uh like this is, is a little bit off but uh connections like that's basically what music boils down to is you've got like this part of your soul that you're trying to express in some way mm -hmm. because you want to connect to other people and the people that are listening want to be able to connect with some yes. something. So when they hear your music, are they able to connect to it? Like mm -hmm. that's, uh, and so obviously, even though it's some, something like, you know, Nickelback, I love Nickelback, by the way. It's like, people are going to shit on me for this. <laughs> hey but. man, it's my one <laughs> band where I'm like, I would play with Nickelback for sure. Cause they have the most dedicated fan exactly. base of all fucking time. And people make fun of it so much, but guess what? They're connecting with, <coughs> that just means they're connecting with more people than anybody else. Like, so how, how do you, Maybe as a band, and like, what, what, what are you doing to connect with people? Like me and Kurt talked about, uh, like that Go for Gold album release show. Like when I went there, like that was like the my favorite show I've ever been to, just because I felt so connected to everybody in the room. Like there right. was this energy in the oh, room. Yeah, there was a big energy in that. Yeah. yeah, and it, and I, I don't know exactly what it, what it was, what like why it was the way it was, but. That, that it all comes back to that one thing, connection. Like, I felt connected to everybody. That connection also, you know, um, we're going to be doing a podcast about this later, but like timing, planning, all those oh, things, yeah. like every, all the, all the little idiosyncrasies, like all the little bits, the details, mm. you know, the devil's in the detail. It really is, man. You know, why should 400 people come to your fucking show? Yeah. Why? Why? Exactly. You got to give me a big ass reason, yep. you know, especially these days. I could sit at home for $8 and watch Netflix all month. I'm going to do shit, yeah. you know, and still be the same entertained. Another question. Why, why is it like what we were saying earlier? Why is it so difficult for bands to make money? Uh, Cause there are bands doing it. There's people like Nickelback, Taylor Swift and stuff <laughs> like that. Why are they tens making of millions of dollars exactly. a night? Yeah. Why? Like that's, and I, I don't necessarily have the answer to that, but it's something interesting to think about. I think numbers. There's only a few, like when you go to, okay, so at, like we talked about earlier, as you go down, the thicker the, the plot gets, like you go down the rabbit hole and then all of a sudden there's like locally, there's 4 billion metal bands. How many pop bands have you ever been to see? Zero, probably. I've, I've never fucking seen one. No, you're a liar. No, I mean, I have, but. A pop act, like a single man or five guys on a stage doing like dancing locally hey rebecca black follows me on twitter now so yeah well you are popular you are you are the man but i'm saying so that density especially with the ease of being like a rock and roll band or like a heavier band or even just a blues band you know the the ease of having just the instruments instead of focusing on one singular person such as like i just found this out like last year i do believe rock and roll metal was the number one streamed genre because there is so much of it for the first time ever hip hop this year in 2018 took the mantle of most listened to music across the board. As far as like all the streaming platforms, what was sold, blah, 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 blah. there's a whole bunch of shit that goes into that. <clears throat> but you're seeing a rise in hip hop, especially even like here, like we're always behind on everything, but even here you're seeing a rise in hip hop. I just had Jordan Cox on and he's doing shit. He's playing shows 
far more. Shout out to Jordan Cox. Definitely shout out to Jordan Cox. Uh, I think I think that has a huge play in that. Like, no, there's not a lot of people doing the softer versions of what's down below. And what's down below, which would be the most, it's so spread the fuck out and so many people doing it. Like, we have, what, three venues? Yeah. And all these bands are trying to get into three venues. You really have to, you really have to stand out. And you have to, even if you can't stand out, you better stand out either with the production of your show, how how crazy is your, like how how intense is your live show, like your performance art, uh, flyer creativity, fucking, uh, uh, we were just having this conversation yesterday with Stan, the creativity of your yes. marketing strategy counts as much as you playing on stage now. Yeah. Because I mean, you have to f- get through all the fucking noise. And Stan had this brilliant flyer he showed us. I'm not going to, you know, say it out loud because he's doing it right now, but uh, it's genius. It's genius. Like what um, he did was genius. It's like, oh, I mean, man. it's not anything crazy. Like it's not, no, it's been done it's before time and time again, but like in our <laughs> circles, you just don't see it done very often. Yes. Um, so to see someone like put in that effort and figure out like, how can I do things differently um, and then execute on it? Um, Cause he, what he didn't like shopping around or anything like that. He did it and then went out there, put up the flyers, like that kind of thing. Yep. And like now we'll see the results and we'll see if it like if people respond to it or not. I'm interested, man. I'm going um, to the show, so I'm I'm already gonna be there, but I should be. Uh what I was gonna say about uh what? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just I'm just giving you shit. I said shame. Shame. <laughs> you said should be. I mean I I life is unpredictable. <laughs> I know, man. I'm just giving you shit. Yeah. You maybe lose my train of thought. What were you saying about uh standing his flyers? Before that, right before that. Um Oh, about like setting yourself apart. Like, yes. like obviously like making like, it's just as important the promotional aspect of the show and like building up to when it happens as it is the actual show. Yep. And a lot of people will just forget about that. Yeah. Well, when you make a, I, to me, promoting on Facebook is whatever. It, it, to me, it's almost fucking dead unless you know exactly. You have to pay attention to when your band's posts do the best. Like, what day is that? What time was that? Mark it down in your fucking calendar. You know, if you're going to put an ad-based thing behind it, you better it's, have a friend who's good at ad-based advertising. It's about engagement. It's, yeah. You have to make people, not only, like, do you have to reach out and ask people to engage with it, but you have to make people want to. Yeah. You it's, have to ask questions. You have to start a conversation. You can't just yeah. say, hey, we're playing this show. Please come. That's it. That, and we're only going to do this the one time on one of our social medias, be it Instagram. There's Facebook, some bands Twitter. that do that. There is. And then there are other bands that go above and beyond, but just, just not in the right way. I'm not going to say what band, but we just um, played with a band that did that. And they were like, <laughs> they were like, uh, why? Uh, anyway. What do they say, Corey? No, I'm not going to get this. Is the call out podcast. This is, that's what this is turning no, into. I, it, it really, is this it really what I th- I'm skin. thinking of as well? No, 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 it's not. No, because it didn't transpire. It was at the show, and they got all butt hurt about us being up there. And I was like, mm, "Well, you know, I checked. I checked all your things, and from what I can gather, that uh, nobody's here for that in the anyway. You know, like it. It we had like an argument, and then we made up. So it was. It ended I well. Didn't hear about any of this, and I want no, all the dirt. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you later. It ended. Was fine. this like, the farewell thing? No, no, not at all. Uh, this is uh, after that. After that, yeah. what did you play after that? 
you're gonna no. I'm, I'm not digging. Go into I'm details. digging. A, I'm, I'm digging the hole. What is? We're you? here for Nathan. Oh, I know exactly yeah. what you're referring to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't here. It was no. somewhere yes, else. It was somewhere okay. else. Yeah. That's fair. I I heard about that as it was transpiring, but I didn't yeah. remember. It just doesn't make sense to me um, why. It, and I'm I. You know, I don't know, man. I'm trying to learn as much as anybody else as far as like the new way to do shit. I feel like younger people have an advantage because they grew up in the new way to do shit. They kind of invented it. But at the same time, it's like if you're not trying at all, then you don't have a fucking room to bitch in. Go go somewhere else with it. Because dude, the the level of fucking I mean, you try, can still you can still bitch at our shows, just please pay to get in. The level the level of try <laughs> though that is going on with the bands that are having the 400 people shows like, I, and we're going to get into this in the, in a podcast like three weeks from now. Cause there's a whole to do, but man, it's insane. It really is insane. The amount of effort that goes into a show. And honestly, just also oversaturation and things like that. I know we're like way off topic right now, but, uh, it's a we podcast. Get, there are no topics. You just talk. Well, fair, <clears throat> but it's, a lot it's, of this is going to get touched on in a couple of weeks. And I just like, I just feel like, you know, the level of try, like I, I love a good live band. I love a, all that stuff is, you know, I, I've gone to shows where there's five people in the room and there should have been 5,000 people in the room. Cause the band was just fucking killing it. And then I've been to shows where there's, you know, the 5,000 people, but the band is pure dog shit. So it's like, well, what's the difference between those two bands? The, the try before they get there. Almost you tr- always. You try before you get there yes. and you make an impression with the people that actually show up. Yes. You have to make some sort of like, you, you have star. to make a connection. Like right. you have to give them something to remember. Mm-hmm. Like don't just stand on stage and play your music. That's it. Like interact, engage, say That's hi it. to people after the show. Like yep. build that community, especially as a local band. And I mean, even not as a local band, like if you want to come back to this market and play and have a good pull. Also something is you know, even explaining yourself when you're busy at a show helps. I've learned that recently. Somebody oh, will want to come up to me and talk to me <laughs> and it's like, Hey brother, please come find me when I'm not doing this particular part because like right now is just insane. Thank you. You know, but, but just blowing them off right. You know, they're going to automatically be like, that guy was a fucking dick. Just a quick, like, let me get back to you. Like I deal with that constantly, yes. like photographing shows and like being in the crowd and like mm-hmm. walking past people I know. And I'm just like, Hey, what's up? But also I have to go do my job. <laughs> right. You <know>? Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get that totally. But also that kind of wraps back into the recording part. There is an aspect of, you know, you have to, yeah, it's more than just what is the, what is the thing that, uh, when you're, when you're making a record, you're, there's like all these other things you have to think about internet presence, what it's going to do after this. What are your singles? Are you going to do music videos? Like what you were saying, mm-hmm. those conversations, uh, I feel like you being a producer engineer guy, like those conversations are probably coming up around you all the time. Mm-hmm. How much of your own, like, self are you injecting into those conversations are you just listening to it go on in the background and being like <laughs> kids or is it like hey guys maybe don't do that yeah uh if there's something that i can help with in some way then i try like uh you know after after spotify started doing the playlist thing for instance uh and census submitted yes. theirs and i saw that like that's something that every single band that comes in i'm like hey check if you don't know this already, Spotify, you s- submit it like this. You can get on these huge playlists. Right. Blah, blah, blah. But uh, 
Yeah. Anytime I can, if, if, if I'm in a position to be able to help, then I will. If I'm not in a position to help, then I'm probably in a position to learn. So I'll just sit and listen. So, I mean, uh, I, so yeah, it's just a, a matter of experience. You know, everybody's, everybody's got their own experiences. Everybody brings their own True. stuff to the table. And, um, a reason that I think it's important to know all those other things, uh, involved with recording is because, I mean, not just involved with recording, everything outside of it. Right. It's still important to me because uh, at the end of the day, bands are coming in, they're paying a lot of money. Why are they paying that money for the yes. song? What's the point? Like, are you just doing it as a hobby or are you actually trying to get somewhere? If you're trying yes. to get somewhere, then let's figure out how to get this. Like, once you get out of here, what are you doing with it? 100%. So yeah. Uh, I feel like I keep derailing this. So no, I'm dude, sorry. I'm, I'm all over the no, place, dude. Um, I just want to say shout out to you real quick, too, for like wanting to have that conversation and like actually be more helpful than just like, oh, hey, we come in and record, and then you're like, okay, cool, thanks for the money, go home. Yeah, bye. Because like, there are a lot of people that do that, and they, yeah, they like have successful careers by doing the very bare minimum. <laughs> yeah. um, yes. So shout out to someone like Nathan, and specifically Nathan, for, uh, I mean, asking amount. that question of like, hey, what's your goal? Like, how, right. can I, how can I help? Is there information that I have that maybe I can pass along? I agree. Um, so yeah. Now, it's Coos Audio, right? Uh, close. My, close. My last name's close. Yeah, it's, it. it's messed up. It's yeah. why is there two O's? I don't know. <laughs> and no E. It's German. I don't oh, know. <laughs> okay, well I'm German too. Uh, damn it. Dang. Bunch of fucking Germans wow. in a room. Stupids. Uh, so close. I'm just gonna fuck me up now. Close audio. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I just had my mind wrecked. I should have asked you that shit right on the front. So it's close audio. I screwed up by now, naming it that with my name being so bad. Like, no, it's uh, fine. It's fine. <laughs> we'll get through it together. Uh, <laughs> now, when someone say somebody's listening to this, they're like, dude, I want to go check this guy's shit out. Now, if they're going to find you, listen to your stuff and be like, this is the guy, what's the, what's the, what's the great way to like get your, their approach to you? Uh, like from, you know, how, what's a good start? Uh, go to my website, uh, closeaudio.com, C-L-O-O-S, audio.com. Um, it's got examples of bands that I've worked with and stuff. And then at the bottom, it's got a thing where you can send me an email, okay. which is way more uh, easy to get a hold of me than mm -hmm. something like Facebook because I'm constantly getting messages from people and yeah. stuff all the time. And it's uh, really hard to keep up with. But if it goes to my email, it's guaranteed it's going to get checked within right. like the day because I have set times every day that I check it. So. That's the easiest way to get at least a conversation started about started. recording and stuff. Yeah. And when you're doing like all your preliminary conversations and stuff, I'm sure you would prefer bands just come to you. Right. Yeah. For the most part, it really depends on budget and stuff too, because sure. if they, if, if they just don't have the budget for it, but they still want really good sound, then uh, I'm going to try to figure out, like have them send me demos and stuff and see if they have the capabilities of doing it themselves uh, in uh, the house. And then you mix and master yeah. it. Cause I, depending on what they want, like if they want, if they need help, like with production stuff, like I, I love like helping write harmonies and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Like that's my jam, but, <laughs> uh, you know, it's not necessarily what's needed for every single project. So right. that's when somebody sends me an email or something and asks about working with me, usually one of the first things I'll do is try to set up like a phone call and just have like a conversation okay. like we're having right now. Like, Hey, what are you, what are you trying to do? What are you trying yes. to get out of this? Like what it, what budget do you have? Like, is this even feasible that we work right. together? You know? So I think another important thing too, is that when a band is choosing to track in house, like 
like if when we when we work with you, I believe we're coming to you. I don't know if the conversation's completely done or not, but whatever it is, I do believe we're coming up there. But awesome. at the same time, it's like we could we could do it here. Uh-huh. I have all the shit. Yeah, you know. But I feel like there's an important conversation that has to be had almost regularly with if, you, if there's somebody like say say we're like dude we're gonna do it in house because just budgetly it's just uh-huh. not working out. Uh, we're going to do it in house. I should be sending you stems. How often do you think I should be sending you stems to make sure we're on track and doing the right thing? And you're like, Hey, why is there, why are you leaving in (laughs) missed notes? Why are you leaving in like string picks? Like that kind of shit to Uh be like, I want to deliver the best product. You're not sending me the best product. Mm -hmm. Um, it depends. Uh, most of the time bands end up, rushing the recording part i yes. think like even though they've got unlimited time when they're yes. recording it themselves uh they just i guess want to just get it done uh so a lot of times it's i get all the stems at once and then it's like hey man this guitar is out of tune for the whole song you might want to re-record it sometimes mm. they do sometimes it's still out of tune after so it's uh oh, <laughs> i don't know it's dude. it's tough man <laughs> it's really hard to say uh i tune after every take that is something yes. <laughs> that i will very much do like i get whatever my tuner is and i'll have it in that's like it's in the chain, a hundred percent. Every Thank take, you. like, oh, I messed up. <laughs> Fuck. All right, retune, retake. Yep. Yeah. Or just That's everybody get an Evertune, please. Like, it's just the coolest thing ever. And you talking it's, about the little clip on? The Evertune is the the bridge. Like, it's. It's it reacts like as the string. Oh, that's is, right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it like stays in tune no matter what. No like matter you can what. bend the hell out of it and yep. it stays on that one note. Like it's amazing. Yes. That's right. I've, we <laughs> talked about that earlier. Yes, dude, that thing is ridiculous. Yeah, it's so good. <clears throat> now, sh- shitty musicians. I kind of want to get in there. Well, it's it's a it's a huge problem. They're all shitty. Yeah, well, True. we are we all are shitty in our own ways. Yep. I'm definitely shitty. Same. Uh, You're all shitty. Hire Nathan to make you sound better, <laughs> and hire Kurt to make you look good. Uh, we got the fucking dynamic duo open this bitch, and then come on my podcast to promote it. Boom. <laughs> We're a trio of deadly. F- Somethings, because I can't think of things on the fly right now, because I'm too worried about if my fucking computer is going to stop recording. <laughs> hey, it quit raining. Yay! So there's that. Oh man, this has been the wildest podcast, and of course, it's when the audio engineers in the room. That's just fuck me, right? Oh man. But anyway, it is tough, and I understand that. That's probably because uh, a lot of people listening probably, you know, there probably might be some people that want to like be engineers. You have to have mm-hmm. some hard conversations with people sometimes. And I've heard stories of engineers. I'm going to fucking lose it. Uh, I've heard stories of engineers having to tell bands like, hey, I just don't think you're ready yet. Yeah. Have you ever had to have those conversations? <sighs> I've, I've needed to have those conversations, mm. but uh, up until more recently, like, I've been ex- extremely, just as my personality, like non-confrontational yes. as a person. It's so, hard. Yeah. It, it's hard. But it's a... Uh, which is something I'm trying to work through right now, actually. Right, right, like, yeah, yeah. Welcome know. to your 30s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so a lot of times it ends up being, if there's shitty, it's just I let them do their thing and then do whatever I can do in post to make it work. And yeah. Sometimes, you know, it's it's not always my best production. And yeah, but more these days, like, I, I'm finding ways to get around it, like, in the recording pro- process, like, trying to get them in in the right place to be able the to right make it work. Yeah, the right yeah. minds. 
But it's it's tough. I don't know. <laughs> or telling a guitar player, hey, maybe you're not as good as the parts you're trying to play. Ooh. Or this this is something huge is like uh, when bands come in and uh, I think Glenn Frigger, I think he might have mentioned this before, is something like, uh, say you've got two guitar players. One of them is clearly way better. Mm. He wrote everything. Always. and that Yeah, will, always, that always. happen every band. Same with bass too. Yes. Like It might be that this one guitar player needs to track all the guitars in the bass. And again, the question is, what is your goal? Are you just trying to get recorded for your ego in that case let let everybody play their own parts is it are you trying to make the best possible best product product yes and in that case let the best person do it like if if they're that much better you know yes and i will say with the digital recording too like as much as i'm like a right hand dominant is what the guitar tone is kind of guy uh you know letting the best person play especially if you're trying for quality definitely matters mm -hmm. it's rare to get a band full of super musicians yeah. in there where everyone's just like fucking doodly do we got it <laughs> down bitch we're gonna come in and single take this whole fucking record yeah you know yeah how many times has that happened yeah <laughs> i don't yeah. know <laughs> there, i will say uh, a band that i just worked with uh any given room i was mm -hmm. super uh impressed with the stuff that they sent me uh they went and recorded their drums with a dude here in little rock and uh the drums that i ended up using on the final versions were the real drums 100 percent, which is nice. something that never is yeah, i'm able to do ever and so that was amazing all their stuff was like in time already and in key like in tune <laughs> right right and so <laughs> shout out to those guys so that was amazing i, I really enjoyed working on that but, that's uh, awesome but it is, it is kind of hard, man, to tell somebody that. And I agree with that, too, because there's some... But also, write to your abilities. Yes. Don't overstep your bounds. No, just know your place. Like, this guy's clearly better. He should be the lead guitar player. Yeah. Just because you started the band doesn't technically mean <laughs> shit. And if you hired someone or got someone in that's clearly the better option, just let them do the dirty work. Yep. Sit back and play rhythm. That shit's fun. Yep. <laughs> you get to move around and put on a show and, you know, be the you know zany guy there's literally fucking the band saliva mm -hmm. i've i've done i've worked with them far too many fucking times i used to do you know like go to production work oh wow you know, set up all the pa and shit and work their shows and whatever awesome. blah, blah, blah. well they have a guitar player there uh they have a main guitarist and then they have the guy who's pouring beer on himself well pro tip <laughs> the guy who's pouring beer on himself isn't even in the mix what the microphones are staged that's hilarious. They're not even on. If you look close enough, there's not even cables in them. Wow. They don't even try. Like they don't even, they, they put a mic up there, but there's no cable. Any, <laughs> you know, and, and homeboys vocals come out of a iPod. What? It's all tracks, man. Corey, are you trying to get us sued? No. I mean, <laughs> fuck them. They're terrible anyway. Oh, their drum tech is better than their drummer. Dude, oh. I've worked with them seriously like six times and their drum tech one nice fucking guy. Their drummer's a pretty okay guy too, but the drum tech's nice as fuck, and he's a beast, dude. We were sound checking in this place in El Dorado. They had to open the doors. They thought they were gonna break the fucking windows out because <laughs> they were locked and sitting there moving. Mm -hmm. And then the fucking drummer gets up there, at the, you know, when it's you know showtime, and he's just like, and I was like, you fucking. Fucker. <laughs> Dude, it's incredible like how good these techs are usually because they're always musicians and they want to be on the road. And if yeah, they're the poor bastard yeah. that didn't make it, but exactly. now they, but now they can get twelve hundred bucks a night. Yep. Yeah. Man, what uh one of the bands that I played with last year is like this country rock band. Some dudes that uh I was friends with already, they asked me to play with them, so I did for a couple of shows. 
the uh, other guitarist in that band was uh, the guitar tech for ACDC. And he shreds Damn. so hard himself. So like whenever I met him, I'm like, what? Like, this is insane. Like, he's yeah. so good. <laughs> it's like, how are you like not up there like yeah. doing all this stuff? He's got like an insane stage presence and all this stuff. It's just, I think most of it's luck, bro. Yeah. Like just, I mean, you can try hard all day, all day, all day, all day, all day, all day. But if you're not in the right place, right time, a lot nope. of times, man, it's just like, well, you missed your spot. But you also have to put, you have to try to put yourself in those positions too. Because, you know, the music, the music industry runs on nepotism, mm -hmm. runs on it. It's who you know, and that's the fuck it. So you gotta, you can't just think just because you're good, you're gonna make it. Some people do. Yeah. But it's rare. It's, much less rare to inject yourself into like, you know, like go to parties or go to shows, yeah. like always be at the shows, always be walking around, always be doing the things. And then you, the more people, you know, the more connections you're going to have in turn, the more things you're able to do. Like, you can be like, who do I know in Cincinnati? I was like, Oh fuck yeah. man, me. Oh <laughs> cool. Yeah. You know? So it, it helps. Who you know helps tremendously. If you don't get to know people, you'll be stuck in Arkansas. She didn't go for gold for the rest oh. of your life. <laughs> The self burn, <laughs> even though you just never mind. I get the reference. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Twitter, if you're yeah. interested, just go to Twitter if you're interested. Uh. <clears throat> so what else is there, man? I know we've covered quite a bit, but I honestly forgot some of it because of the fucking oh yeah the, the audio bullshit. Uh, what is some like pro tips you could give? Especially, I feel like not necessarily in your studio because when you're in your studio you have the means to make shit happen. Like say somebody brings a black star. You're like, no, no, mm -hmm. we have this Kemper. We're going to use this. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to hurt your ego, but no, you know, but when it does come to things like that, what are some tips some bands could use to just, just go maybe not above and beyond, but just be that little bit extra. That's going to help you out in the long run, at least to make a decent sound and record. A huge, huge thing I would say is uh pre-production. Like what, what are you doing before you come in the studio? Cause mm. I can't tell you how many times, um, I have bands come in and they're basically learning the parts they're as they're, the yes, songs, exactly. Yes. Uh, and that's at, at the end of the day, you're wasting, you're wasting your time and money because you can do that on your own at home. Yeah, anybody it's band practice. Yes, exactly. And anybody <laughs> these days, like, like you're talking about the Scarlet, I, uh, the I too, I too. The, yeah. what we're currently running into. You yeah. could, if if your band just has that and it's only like a hundred something bucks, like you can track, uh, like what I was saying, yeah, you can almost everything except drums, all and guitars, even then, all vocals for pre-production, like pre-production. Yeah, right. it's like I. Oh, dude, uh, YouTube. There's tons of videos with two mic. Yeah, you put one at the kick on top and one above on the overhead. Yep, I can't think of what that's called, but yeah, there's a process. A guy invented it. Yes. Like that's his thing. That's his this, name, uh, yeah. I think it was the dude that did Led Zeppelin's drums because he did the Led oh, Zeppelin man. drum kit with four microphones. That's gonna drive me crazy now. Not and those drums sound. Think about that. Yeah, <laughs> those drums are fucking incredible sounding, and it was four microphones. It's insane placement is key. And so, I mean, that, that again, that's. There's no excuse. And especially when it comes to pre-production, because yes. pre-production is, it doesn't have to sound great. It doesn't even have to sound good. The idea is just to have the everybody idea. put their stuff down and know mm -hmm. what they're doing. And then you can hear if, if your bass is playing completely wrong notes for what the guitar players, or if the guitar players are playing two completely yeah. different things that don't work. Or the lot, vocals, like Because a lot of, of times also, yeah, get it on tape, listen back. Because sometimes, I mean, we've even been folly to this, mm -hmm. where we're playing stuff and one person 
thought it was a different note and he's yep. been playing it this whole time but because it's so fucking exactly loud, no one catches on to it and so one day what usually happens to us is he's sitting there fiddling with the note and someone will hear like whoever it is and someone will hear the off note and be like why'd you do that <laughs> and it's like that's how i've been doing it. it's like it's the one next to it and you're like, oh <laughs> shit i've been playing it wrong this entire yep. time yes that happens a lot that's why and, I like being the drummer. Yeah. <laughs> Go my own way. <laughs> uh, so so uh, even if you have to use a voice memo for, from your phone or something, just to get your ideas down, just know what the other people are playing. Um, because it's super important. Just if, if, if it's your goal to be a successful musician and this is your job, like, are you going to go into say a doctor that is figuring out how to do the surgery while you're yeah. in there? Like, yeah, like, that's a good that's be a prepared. Good, yeah, yeah, be prepared. <laughs> and uh let's see. Uh the outside perspective thing, like we were talking about. That's mm -hmm. something that's huge. Uh get get outside perspectives on your stuff. Uh if you if you're gonna do it all yourself, uh you might send it to if you've got somebody producing it from mm -hmm. like say I'm I'm mixing somebody's album. A lot of times they will send it to me a little bit ahead of time. Hey, what do you think about all this or anything you would change? Da, right. da, stuff like that. So uh, just just doing your stuff ahead of time is uh, huge. And that, that just uh, promotes the creative process while you're in the studio. Because True. then if you're not worried about trying to figure stuff out, then you can start thinking about, hey, how can we make this more interesting? Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Like so. I want to put the microphone in a tube and yeah. I want to run a delay after the signal <laughs> and like all this crazy yes. shit. I want to put a fan <laughs> over the microphone so it gets that wah, 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 that yeah. Darth Vader effect or whatever that is. <laughs> and you you can't do that stuff if you're spending the whole time figuring out trying, what it is your part yeah. is. What, yeah. what are my notes, bro? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a G. I don't know what G is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dumb. <laughs> yes. I've, I'm saying this from experience because I've been that person. Oh, exactly. All you of know? us have, man. Yeah. That's, the thing is learning from those experiences yes. and not keep on doing it. <laughs> yes. Also, man, there's some there's some magic to uh, uh, the mistakes too. Yes, like I like I like a I like when somebody's playing and something happens organically. Like, yes, we know our shit. Yes, we went into this knowing all the parts, but something happened while we were sitting there, and it's like, oh wait, yeah, oh no, 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 no. this is even better. So then you like, all right, hit stop. Let's let's break this down. What did you do? All right. All right. There's what we yeah. did. All right. Let's, let's work this into the repetition. And now this is, I mean, I've been on parts and records where like, that's the new way to play it. Yep. Period. And, and you can't have right that exactly. happen either. If, if you don't know how the song's going in general, you won't know if that's <laughs> going to work because you don't know what's coming after it and so on. So, right. Yeah. That's amazing. exactly. Now when you're working with a uh, typical, like say, say we all come up there, I'm just going to use myself as an example. My answer war, we show up at, close audio <laughs> almost said it again man uh we show up at close audio and like what's a typical like start like i'm gonna put up my drums or whatever like what what, what like microphones kind of miking techniques am i allowed to be like hey what if we tried this like or are you like let's just get a bass going and then we'll experiment yeah uh so like I said, the, the very first thing we'll, we'll be probably, guitars. Yeah, yeah, just lay down, scratch guitars so we know the tempo going in. And then it's let's get the drum set up. And usually I've got like a starting point, but I, there's been so many times that it's, hey, you know what? I saw this new technique. I'm going to try the overheads like this instead. Uh -huh. So I'm totally down for experimentation. That's the fun part of knowing your stuff already and right. being able to just, hey, like, 
let's let's throw this mic over here under the snare or something like i don't oh. always mic the under snare but I do sometimes if it seems like it would be cool for the 100%, song. So. We, we <laughs> took one room mic and put it in a tom and faced it backwards at Whoa. the end of the room. It, dude, it added like this crazy reverb That's sound. Amazing. It was awesome. Yes. It was just like, but you know, you know, in engineering, it's like these little micro things. Like, I don't know how they got that sound. Yeah. But it's like, it's only this many, like 0.05 dBs in the mix yeah. at all. But it was just enough to add that little bit of, you know, clarity or headroom or whatever you want to call it. Like, yep you know, nuance, the yeah. nuance, the little bits, excitement, excitement. Yeah. There you go. That's a good word for it. <laughs> I've been saying nuance too much. Nuance. That was my bad. I think I started that. I think you did. Came in here. But it's a word I like. <laughs> makes me sound smart. Kurt nuance. How about photography, Kurt? How much nuance is in a photo? <laughs> Kurt is not impressed. He's not impressed. Yeah. I'm not, I don't make him laugh anymore. <laughs> Sweet new hat. I've had a very long day. Thank you. I got it from Ben Thrifting Vintage. Shout really? out to Amy Alt. Wow. Yeah. Dope. That is yeah. nice. It looks brand new. Well, that's because she bought it and then never wore it and it's been okay. sitting in her closet. And nice. Now it's on my head. <laughs> I just knew that because of Snapchat. He sent me. Oh, okay. I got a new hat today. Y'all have Snapchat? I can't do oh, it. Oh, no. We don't. Oh. No, we're cool. No. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know anything about it, so you're fine. <laughs> uh, that's how old I. That's where I. That's where the buck stops for me. I got three. That's uh, it's too much already. Yeah, I, I hardly ever get on it. Like people send me stuff. Kurt sends me stuff all the time, but I'll check it out. But I don't ever. Here's how I shitty. Like putting my face. Here's how it. shitty I am at Twitter. I never fucking use it. I'll like stuff or whatever, yeah, and I'll look at did. articles. And then Kurt told me, "Hey, you should tweet this thing." I said yesterday, "Most liked tweet I've ever had." <laughs> I was like, okay, you clearly know more than I do. Sporks, man. Yeah, sporks. Fucking sporks. <laughs> Dude. Also, gravy is delicious. No, it's not. It's recession Nathan? era food. Uh, I'm, I'm impartial. You're I'm impartial. <laughs> gravy can be good, and it can also be too much. I don't know. It can be I'm disgusting <laughs> and gritty and gross. I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this one. I'm not a fan. I needed to be public knowledge because I put it in the group earlier. You did? Yeah. Why? Because it's delicious. <laughs> you saw what I ate yesterday and you wanted some. You I know didn't. you did. No, I didn't actually. You absolutely know you Take did. off the gravy. What else was this under there? This is a dry fried eggs. It was a fried egg, ham, and a biscuit. I'll take the ham and Smothered eggs. Smothered in gravy. I'll take the ham and eggs. It was fantastic. Nah, it doesn't seem fantastic. <laughs> Without the gravy, you're eating a dry biscuit with an egg. And Without ham. the gravy, you have, don't have shit. Just in your fucking teeth go to McDonald's. Grit. No, I won't. I didn't do have that grit in my teeth. I'll, I'll cook you eggs and bacon here when this is over at five in the afternoon. <laughs> and I'll just I'll and what home. I ate yesterday will still be better. No. Oh, oh, he's trying to get some free eggs and bacon. You're gonna get it now. I mean, I'm not that hungry. I'm a Gordon Ramsay the fuck out of them bacon and eggs. I watched a Gordon Ramsay video yesterday, actually. I watch him every He's day. He's in such a fucking hurry to like Always. make food all the time. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, he gives me inspiration to be like, just cook the shit at home. It takes eight minutes if you learn it fast enough. Well, like, like I always thought like cooking took forever. No. And then I watch fucking um, Cutthroat Kitchen a lot. Mm -hmm. And they can make like whole ass meals in 30 minutes. And I'm like, what? Granted, they have the knowledge and know what they're doing, right. and I have no fucking idea. That's but <laughs> that's most. It's of it. like if I actually apply myself, like I can make pretty much whatever I want in like in 20, no time. Thirty minutes. If, so long as the ingredients are in the fridge and they don't have to sit up, you're done. Yeah. Just don't get into brining. Oh, 
Uh, segue with that. That's perfect for uh, something else I was thinking about just a minute ago is that uh, with music and stuff, especially the recording side yes. of things, it's a uh, the the whole DIY mentality is great. Everybody, you know, should do as much as they can on their own. But at some point, you know, like the Gordon Ramsay thing with, mm-hmm. hey, he can he can he just throws this stuff together. It's still if you had Gordon Ramsay make that right. food for you, there's going to be oh, a big difference. Big fucking difference. Even though, you know, you might make it and be like, wow, this is pretty good. But if you were to have his, it's like, uh-huh. so that's something that uh, just bands recording their own stuff and just putting it out and everything. Uh, and of course, this is going to come across as me like, hey, have, let me mix and master your stuff, bro. But like. No, anybody it's like man. with any yeah and it's, it's important even if it's not me have somebody that knows what they're doing and yes. it's again it's that outside ear uh recently i've started having uh one of my favorite mastering engineers master my stuff after i'll mix it okay and it does end up being a little bit more expensive for the bands but they're getting the best they possibly can because even though i'm an outside perspective on their music so i'm giving it like the best that i can I have blind spots too right and that's where the mastering engineer comes in he fixes whatever tiny nuances well, I, hate, I hate that mixing and mastering have been lumped in together because yeah. for the longest time up until fucking computers came with recording software Yo, Sturgis. there was only that. a mastering engineer yep. and it was a room of the most fine-tuned Ooh. shit like they would specifically build rooms to make the audio yep. like that's there, there was no like oh just uh my bedroom just put some fucking foam up and Oh, it's dead over here. Put another piece of foam. No, like sensors, microphone, like high intensity microphones. They would come in and tone the rooms out and be like, everything has to be in this spot. Yep. Period. To have audio clarity unreal. Mm. And then now it's like lumped into one. uh, Now it's like lumped into one thing, mixing and mastering. I hate it. Like I I, mixing then mastering. I try so hard, especially nowadays, like now that I've got this particular mastering engineer, he's amazing he blows me out of the water when it comes to like he he mastered my band's stuff okay. because i sat on it for like a year and a half trying to get the mix right, <laughs> right. because it's right. my own stuff it's like eh, it's the worst when you're connected it bro. is it's so bad worst. i'll never do it again uh, so as soon as i got his first master on that i was blown away like i almost started crying i was like oh my god that's <laughs> that's it that's what i've wanted this whole time there it is and it's i don't know it's just, it's just the getting somebody else to hear your stuff and make some decisions it's somebody that you trust so that yes. doesn't mean nathan close that means whoever it is that you look up to that makes their stuff there that yeah that puts out really good sounding stuff well that, you know that's strong on your behalf too though because that's like admitting like i can be better at this mm-hmm. and until i am let's get the guy that is yes yeah like and even admitting then, a weakness is a yeah. huge step forward because now because now you're not damning yourself with like the next failed thing. You're like, I'm going to get better. I'm going to work on this on my own time. And mm-hmm. then now, and then when I am as good as he is, then now I'm a powerhouse. Yeah. You know, but even then I, I don't ever want to get to that point just because it is such a, a huge thing having that extra set of years after thing, me. Man. Like, yes. and it helps me a lot, be more confident, make more, make decisions more confidently in the mixing process, knowing that there's going to be a check after me to how, balance out what I, how often are you sending mixes back to your, engineer like through a workout of an album uh not are you doing every song or is it like a collective i haven't even had a chance to do like uh, a a whole whole bunch with them yeah because uh basically everybody that i've talked to since i started doing that is just like no we don't have the budget and so it's It's the talk of like (laughs) trying to convince them of why it's so important do you think in the age of go 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 
And this is a pretty poignant question, I think. It's a it's a fair question this day and age. In the age where everything has to happen instantly, is letting a band know that waiting even just a week or two for like the next paycheck cycle mm-hmm. to add in that extra fifty, hundred dollars, whatever it is, mm-hmm. like that fifty to a hundred to even let's even call it five hundred dollars. It's worth all the wait because Absolutely. you can keep making Facebook videos. You can keep making, you know, send me a stim. Let's put out a little snippet of tease, a tease. Mm-hmm. You know, you can prolong how a release forever. You yeah. know, there are bands that are like, it's coming out next year. Yeah. Two <laughs> fucking years later. <laughs> yep. Two years from tomorrow, it'll be two years away. You know, <laughs> it's like, I'm having to learn that myself recently. Mm-hmm. Like give it time, you know, let it breathe. Put out the product you want, not the product you're rushing to have. And just because you're working on new music doesn't mean that you need to announce it immediately and set a release date for it because you can finish your album, get it back and have the final masters in hand and then decide when to release right. it and come up with an actual and that's, marketing. And that's honestly strategy. when it should happen. Yes. This 100%. Whole, we haven't even made the fucking record yet thing. I had to learn that lesson. Uh, <laughs> This whole year, actually, it's a very good lesson. I should have just made the record, and then when I had it done, which it just got done, yeah. Then I, now we should be working on what we worked on a year and a half yeah. ago. That's something <laughs> everybody does, especially starting out and stuff. We did the exact same thing. I'll with never our do stuff. it again. Yeah, man. like I know I just said we're doing a single, but that's just a single. I don't care. You know, it's just a single. It's and like you whatever. haven't announced a release date for it Not yet. Not even close. <laughs> We have no fucking clue. So that's like, oh man, we're uh, September 1st, new uh, My Hands to War song coming out. You heard it here first. It's like, uh, hey, we haven't even written this I would song. literally shit on myself <laughs> if that's the date they sent. To piggyback on that, it's very, very important to set deadlines for yourself. True that. And, this band. And having friends to like hold yourself accountable on that is or great. having friends that make you learn a whole bunch of other shit. Wink. Are you talking about me? <laughs> yeah. So you're having to learn... A million things at once, and some of which are way out of my pay grade. <laughs> well, first of all, you don't get paid. So, Ooh, wow, I'm just kidding. fuck. I'm Did just I just joking. get lit on fire on my own uh, podcast? <laughs> are you talking about the cover show? Is this out by then? It'll be out the week before. Who cares? We might announce let's, No, no, let's don't do it. Let's we might announce it. early. No, so, no, I mean, let's not do it. I'm not messed up by the chat wasn't it. The chat wasn't good enough. We, we need... We need <laughs> We need closure. I, I was chiming in, but no one seemed to care. I saw all the little no bubbles. One e- no one ever cares. Did you see that? I saw like 12 little... That's every I time I it. send anything. It's like, okay, cool. Everybody read it. And then... And no one gave like, their own Like we sense. had that conversation yesterday right. about... Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to repeat what I said, but... Yes. <laughs> secrets are fun <laughs> wait till next week everybody which kind of just sort of gave it away i'm but tired of secrets no no i just saw a post someone was referencing another like wanting to do one and i was like hey i, I already have this in the works same please day. don't oh. oh i don't know about the same oh, no, day something just... did get released same date and i had well, to, i actually no, oops I, I actually oops a daisy earlier and reminded him um, that there was something and he was like fuck no it's the, the the part that sucks about that is i would love to go to that show Oh yeah, but yeah, that's. I wasn't actually thinking about too that. much work has been put into this for me to just willy nilly be like, hey, yeah, let's and, just do and it on September first. Yeah. Everyone will know, and there's a podcast to accompany it, and we're going to talk about all those things. I mean, it, it might be before then, but no, let's just do it regular. It's enough. Know, man. I'm impatient. I know you are. 
I'm very impatient. I've worked way too hard on this. You've and been I just working. Want I will say that is, and that's. I just want everyone to know. Well, when people see the photos, they're gonna know. They're gonna know why. We're gonna do a. Whole, we're gonna document it this time because last time we didn't. Document what? The process. Document everything. Everything. Thank you. Hey. Uh, <laughs> did it? I thought you meant the show, which I had. I had some conversations yes. about that today too. Which we still have the Venus thing to document too, which. Fuck. Yeah, that needs to happen. I'm um, waiting on a you date. You need to figure that out. What were we talking about? I'm sorry. That was a weird tangent. You were talking about being stressed out and having to do multiple things. Oh, we were talking about um, like release dates. Yes. And bands that will like say, hey, we have this coming out December 1st, for example, but you haven't even recorded it yet. Yes. Don't that do that. stupid, yes. You definitely talk to your friends and say, hey, like this is our game plan and talk to your bandmates. Most importantly, talk to your bandmates. Yes. And set up a, like, a schedule of like, I want to put this out by December. Yep. Well, it's July. What are the steps we need to take and what are the deadlines for those to make sure that we're ready and done by that time? Announce it to yourself, not everyone else. Absolutely. Yes. yes. So you hold yourself accountable still, but you're not, the whole public isn't holding you now, accountable. Now, if you just want to put it out in the ball. public, like that's fine, but you're going to look like an <laughs> asshole when you don't make that deadline Amen. because you're not going to make Ooh, that deadline. Hallelujah. Look at your boy. Didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> Now, to be fair, on our Instagram, it just says 2019, and it is it is fucking <laughs> finished, and it will come out in 2019. But uh, now I have to find money to pay Kurt to make a music video, so there's Oof. that part too. I also need money. Yes. Um. So <laughs> we all I, do. let's have a conversation about that because I think Nathan might have some some interesting perspective okay. and like your idea of how you want to release it. Because you told me the other day. You want to just put out like a single, maybe mm-hmm. two singles. And yep. then if you want the album, you have to buy the album. Yes. Nathan, how do you feel about that? As in you're not putting the rest of the album out for streaming? Or? Yes. Ah, interesting. It won't be free. You'll get one, two, maybe three. I mean, it is a it is a nine track, mm-hmm. so could split it into thirds. But the album itself isn't meant to be listened to just song. So, and I know people like listening to their songs. And this is kind of just elitist mindset, but also it is a themed album. And we spent, I spent, and the other guys spent a lot of time making sure everything is in their proper order. Mm-hmm. Everything adds up. And I've listened to it now, finally, all the way through. And it's fucking awesome to me. Yeah. And I'm like, that's how I want it to be experienced. I think giving people some of the singles to get them into the album and being like, oh shit, I love this fucking song. How did we get to this point? It's almost like I'm telling a story. It is a story. It's mm-hmm. a thematic album. And from start to finish, there's a, there's a, there's a beginning, a middle and an end, just like a film would have like a three acts, you know, mm-hmm. and it, and it splits at the halfway point and there's like a little thing and then it goes into the rest of the thing. There's almost like an intermission for that. So it's album. like a concept album. Yes, thing. it is very concept. Mm-hmm. And so specifically more just for this album, but also the fact that I want to do two, maybe three singles a video for each, of course, mm-hmm. but also have it on the streaming and YouTube and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, if you want to hear the rest of it, either come watch the fucking live show because we play everything almost verbatim. Mm-hmm. Unless it's local too much, mm-hmm. then we'll switch it up and add in new stuff because we have been working on new stuff. Yeah. But when we go around other states, like we were just on tour in November and we played it almost start to front to back. Mm-hmm. Minus like if no one fucking showed up. We'd be like, Hey, fuck this song. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. But that's it. That's the thing that in my brain, I'm like, give them one, two or three. 
and I'm not meaning to sound like a dickhead about it. I just, I want you to have the whole album, but I don't want to just give it away for nothing. Cause fuck, I worked my ass off on this fucking yeah. thing, you know? And which again, <coughs> come down to what's your goal with it. Like it's, is, is getting it, the whole album out there and having it on Spotify. And even though they don't pay shit, like shit, is it, is it worth it to put it on there for everybody to hear? Or is it, is it more worth it to you just to have the CDs? It's like it? trailers, man. Trailers <clears throat> to a movie. Mm-hmm. You still have to pay to see the fucking movie. Yeah. This trailer is the single. Come see the fucking film. Come <laughs> to the show and either buy the record or just enjoy the live performance. Yeah. That's how I that's how I see it. I see mm-hmm. it as you get these little bits, like the radio. That's the way it fucking was. You yeah. had the singles on the radio, so you would show the fuck up to the show to then buy the record the and video. or just enjoy the show. Yep. And either way, it's everyone still like you're you have to come see what's happening mm-hmm. to get it. And I think it makes records make more sense too. Yeah. When you see how much a band actually gives a fuck, because not a lot of bands have a lot of money to make these great fucking records. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard. It is extremely hard. We're, we're kind of glossing over that point, but it isn't easy. And sometimes you just don't fucking know, yeah. which is the help of this podcast. But at the same time, I put a lot of effort into my live shows too, and you're missing some of the value that the record doesn't have. Yeah. So my trailer is this one, two, you know, hits. Come watch the rest of it and watch it play out yeah. for real, in real life with the rest of us, not just digitally on your phone at work where you're going to miss most of it anyway because <laughs> yeah. you're probably busy with some other shit. Sorry. I love your Rant take over. on that. I'm yeah. sorry. It's I'm definitely... passionate about it and I fucking feel like something's lost in this. Yeah. I feel like all these plays are great and the numbers look cool. But at the end of the day, if you can't even replace a fucking pair of strings from the money you made off of it, yeah. what the fuck is going on? Yep. And it's, I, that's a really, really interesting perspective and like plan and everything. Uh, it's, just the the way that things are these days and that's it sucks it's it's yeah, <laughs> i know i know it's just me being an old man it's fine I yeah but it's I just, it's fine if that's if that is what your goal is and it's just to get people out to your shows and sell these uh, sell cds then you don't necessarily have to have the whole i album want on more Spotify. people at shows i don't yeah. actually care like i know it's probably bad for me to not give a fuck about streams i mm-hmm. don't i don't care how many streams or youtube fucking plays i get yeah i want more faces watching me play because that's where i for myself as a musician, for me, that's where I shine through the best is live performance. I'm a performance artist more than I am mm-hmm. a musician, I think. So then maybe when it comes time for uh, the CD to actually be ready and everything, you know, maybe the whole marketing for all this is Use just that. going on. Yeah, it's, yeah. hey, you're only going to get to hear these songs if you come to our show and buy our CD or just watch us live and see. I, yeah, I don't even CD. need you to buy yeah. the CD. Just show up live. Fuck, exactly, you'll see yeah. 90% of it. We might toss in a new tracker there, especially locally. Well, you know, you know how it is when you're playing local. If mm-hmm. you don't keep it coming, people are going to start dro- dropping yeah. off. And I don't like actually playing the same songs for the tenth time for the same crowd. So it's like I yep. want to give you something new. Clearly, you know, I don't want to drop the ball and just be stagnant for years on end. But I feel like there's something lost now. Like there is something lost in the and. But there's something great too. I've seen both sides of it. Like mm-hmm. when you're playing your first show, like Go for Gold. I know we keep bringing them up, but yep. they did something unique. And their first show, they had people singing along. Yep. See, my shows, it takes a minute. I have it now, but I had to play 50 times to get there. Yeah. So, but again, the single, some of our shit, you ain't gonna be singing along to anyway. <laughs> but the single we have, you definitely are. Yeah. It's the most sing alongable song we have. 
whatever. That <laughs> That's the flip side that I was about to mention too, is that if the whole album is on streaming, even if it sucks, you're not getting it uh, paid for and people aren't giving it the attention mm -hmm. that it deserves that still other people are going to be able to listen to it and they're going to be singing along live. So if that's your goal for that, then that's, you know, you might want to find a way to get it out there. But if, if you just want people to show up and see the show and see it all play out, then that's completely different than, Hey, I want everybody to sing along to every song, you know, perhaps so, I can just market it as such. Mm -hmm. That's a good, I, I didn't really think about that. That's good. I like that. It's just goals, man. Like just yeah. what, what's your goal and how, how do you make it happen? And how, how do you get people to the show? You know, that's the big key that's then. The biggest, is, yep. Uh, we were just, that was a huge conversation me and him were having yesterday. Well, does it matter? Does this matter? Does that matter? And all of it technically, yes, to a certain almost extent, all yeah. of it to an extent is right. But for your specific thing, what have you seen work and what have you not seen work? It's like dissecting yourself. Yeah. Even like when you go into a studio, man, there, I can't tell you how many bands I've been in where you get in there and you hear the part back for the first time ever. And you're like, fuck <laughs> dude, this sounds like shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this part is terrible. Why do we even play this? <laughs> or when you play something too long and you're mm -hmm. like, all right, instead of eight measures, it should have been four. Yeah. You know, Chris, you were right. You know, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, bro. We've been doing eight this whole time. And now we're, now it's four in the studio all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. And now you play it four every time. Which is another uh, advantage of doing pre-pro before mm. the studio and everything. You can make those decisions and make sure that when you get in the studio, you've got it uh, pretty much all hammered yep. out and ready to... Yep. We actually had an idea to... Okay, so I know people can't see this because we're not live, but we have a... I'm, we're in my house and then we practice outside of my house in what we call the shed mm -hmm. or the fishbowl because my last name is Fishbowl. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But what we've talked about doing is taking a snake and running it out to the space, which is what we used to do, but it was in my kitchen. All this stuff was in my kitchen and uh, sending it out there and then just hanging like three microphones, mm -hmm. one over the drums, one in the middle of the room, one over the amps and just every practice just hit record, yes. you know, and yes. really you could do it with two, mm -hmm. just two room mics, one facing the drum set, one facing the amps especially for writing yeah we've actually started doing this with our phones i know a lot of bands are starting to do this with their phones you know i could play a new song that we just wrote the other day and i'm listening back to it now and i'm like everything i love except this one part yeah so now i can hear i can keep going back to that one part and be like okay the note is good but the execution is shit mm -hmm. you know and now i'm and now i'm in my own head like okay how do i how do we change just this one phrase up? Mm -hmm. And then you can discuss it with the rest of the band too. And everybody can mm -hmm. have their input and which it's great. Cause it's a three piece band and it's so much easier. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> uh, damn, there's something on I'm yeah, my, dude, my gears are turning too. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to get a lot of the nerdy shit out of the way. And I feel like a lot of the information too, mm -hmm. uh, being a, not like a seasoned musician, but being a young musician, there's a bit of na naivety, I mm -hmm. guess, naiveness that goes into certain things where just because you watch it on a DVD from your favorite band, it doesn't mean that that's the way it truly is for most people. Yeah. And, it, you know, that that was me too, you know, like young, oh, watching yeah. my favorite, you know, the big bands going to the studio. And then my first studio experience was in the engineer's mom's spare bedroom. 
Yeah, so was mine. <laughs> That's awesome. That's funny. Well, I wonder if it was the same guy. Old man. No, this dude was like 18 or 19 <laughs> oh, okay. or something. Like, No, this guy was old, taking care of his mom. Oh, so wow. he had to move into his mom's <laughs> house and his studio was in there. No shit. We, it was recorded on ADAT machines. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's amazing. It sounded good, though. Yeah. He was good. Awesome. He was really good, actually. <laughs> oh, God. Man, I'm like... My, yeah, I can see it. I get so, like... It's, it's hard for me to, like, stay on... I feel like I, I've probably derailed this a whole lot, but it's... it's I don't know. It's Yeah, it's fun to talk about all it this is. other stuff, because even though... Like I'm not any authority on any of this stuff or anything. It's just, it's stuff that I like to think about and it's yep. stuff that, you know, like it's fun to talk with Kurt. Maybe like, he has a question for you. Let's just, let's, let's try that. Ooh. Oh, hello. Hi. How are you? Um, <laughs> on today's podcast, we talk about gravy. No, we already uh, did gravy. I have plenty of questions and conversation topics and uh, my mind is blank right now so i'm just talking of course uh over and over. i, love I was it. like I love listening i was just too. listening in and i was like uh this is starting to derail like let me figure something out and then uh <laughs> and then you put me on the spot and now i'm just like ah shit well we were dude we were like um, in the fucking zone and then that stupid power shit happened man and it just it happened twice in a row and damn. it just like i can't wait to hear it later. we picked it back up though i like it like we we definitely from what i wanted to get out of this we got 98% of it out there. Cause like, I feel like that's the biggest issue is most people just don't know. It's not that you're an asshole or you're, you know, whatever. Most of it really is just, you don't know. There's a process and the process mm -hmm. is long and, you know. Um, I guess I, like I, so here's a question I have. Like we, we've talked about a lot of things that we want to do with the podcast and mm -hmm. like goals and things like that. Um, and, uh, what I'm just wondering the questionability of how feasible some things are. Yeah. And if Nathan maybe has some insight to it. Okay. If you sure. know what I'm referring to. You talking about getting our own spot? Um, no, just, just I, things as far as like, like, so basically like we want to move to start doing like audio tree ish stuff. Yeah. Eventually. Yes. I mean, this will be like a year down the road or something. Like we just had census in. Yeah. I, sort of got it there i'll actually show you the recording it's cool you're an, an engineer's in the room i can actually show you what i was able to capture but here okay this is a perfect fucking story good but good that curve. was like that was something that they were like they pitched that like yes. they were excited about coming on oh it's got like, a custom intro too yeah they sent me an intro that i then spliced with my intro oh hell yeah oh dude it's the shit dude and this sounds so sick. everyone listening has already heard this but uh here's something that happened while they were going i'm I know how to mic stuff up decent. I know like rules of thumb for that kind of shit. As far as like watching it come into the sphere, I'm not too keen on. I know that just cause it's low doesn't mean it's not there kind of shit like that. There's always compression and boost and all that stuff. But, um, and like mixing, I'm sort of okay at, but what I didn't pay attention to was I had a, I had a shotgun mic pointed at the acoustic and on the same, I had an XY, uh, mic mount. And I just had one turn this way towards the drum. Well, that mic was, the signal was fucked. <laughs> so in, when I go back to listen sorry, to Josh. it. Sorry, Josh. Yeah, sorry, Josh. <laughs> when I go back to listen to it, they're already gone. There's no fixing it. There's no redoing it. And now I'm sitting here like, fuck, man. So I feed in just enough. And then 
I go through the other channel, the shotgun mic, because it was pointed towards the same direction. You can hear it, but now it's like, okay, I'm watching in the EQ for the bumps, right? The analyzer. And I'm watching for like those frequencies. And so now I'm toying with these frequencies to try to get this fucking Tom to poke through. It was like a, a djembe or something like that, you know, like a and I did my best. It's in there. You can hear it, but it's not like where it needs to be. And I am terribly sorry, Josh. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it really, um, I mean, it's exciting because again, like they reached out and wanted to do this yes. for the, for the podcast. I've had people that want to do their um, whole band, but I'm well, like, I'm not there yet. There's not enough, but that that's where we want to be eventually. Yes. And then like, as it gets to that point, like we can bring in like more video content and, mm-hmm. and, and photos and things of that nature. Um, but if uh, maybe if you just have any insight into like things that we should be aware of or think about or like look into to help speed that process along, get to a point to where like, f- first of all, we can afford to do that. Yes. Like, and second of all, like it can sound good and like people actually want to, you know, intake that content versus mm-hmm. like we're just doing it for no reason. Cause like if we do it and it sounds like shit, it's going to be bad. Like it's yeah. going to be bad. I know, I know that Audio Tree actually, if I'm not mistaken, I do believe they spend. It's filmed, and then they spend. They have like for real sound engineers yeah. that spend a lot of time cleaning up. Because, dude, all at once recordings, especially the way they do them, that's room small. There's definitely bleed. There's got to be. There's no way there's not. What exactly is Auto, Audio Tree? I've heard of this before. Yeah, audio, wow. Audio Tree is a filmed, almost podcast style performance. Yeah, like Cassidy's uh, like <laughs> Burn just did one. And basically, they do three songs, and there's a, like an intro, and then they do three songs, and then there's a moderator mm-hmm. who asks them a few questions, feel, you know, fields out some questions. And I believe it's been the same team since they started. Now their quality has gotten like through, like they got uh-huh. like 4K cameras. Everything's crystal clear. It looks great. Uh, but even, even after the fact, and then they play three more songs and then there's like a little outro and then it's done. So it's like a live performance, <laughs> but sort of podcast style, but gotcha. on film. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to get to there, but like say we have a whole band in here and it's like, okay, perform a song. I think our goal is more like a song. So it'd just be like a, a basically tacking it on to the podcast, right. like, hey, it, here's this band, and then here's yes. the performance. But we only have. Well, it would be that, but like it might be that, but it also. <laughs> it might be that, but it also I think mostly what it would go to is like, I mean, extra like YouTube content. like video content, yes. like something that we can use to help promote those artists further, and like obviously like we like Corey interviews more than just musicians yeah. like it's all over the place and we're yeah. trying to expand and do better and do more and, and yeah. figure out like okay cool like can like we get you in like is this going to be an interesting conversation mm-hmm. like that kind of thing um but i mean obviously that's where both of our passions lie like i'm not a musician i don't know shit about audio engineering but um i love being a part of that realm and like that spectrum and and doing what i can to help yeah. push those people forward um so it's like cool how can we like we've already, I think we've already gotten to the extent of what we can do with the podcast per se, like just the, you know, as long far as form the audio, conversation. Yeah. Um, and I mean, obviously like uh, there, there's still a plethora of people that we need to talk to and have on and things of that nature. And we're working on that. Yep. But how do we expand on that 
Like, for example, say, like, we have Go for Gold or Pass Comfort or Census or whatever back on mm-hmm. because they have something cool going on or whatever that looks like, or we just want to catch up. How can we make that different? Like, how can we expand on that yeah. conversation so that we have more more and unique content? Like, you, you came to the, the one-year anniversary party, and, like, my thought process with, like, having bands do, like, acoustic sets, I like, these are, like, rock bands, like, emo, like, shit like mm-hmm. that. Um, just having something different and unique that you weren't getting anywhere else. So how can we create that, but like on a more consistent Consistency basis? Consistency would be the key. Uh, and efficiently. And you only have a week. You know, Audio I mean, Tree takes like a week or two to three. We can work on the schedule. I mean, that content doesn't necessarily have to be available when Same the podcasts day. come out yeah. or, or anything like that. But um, I mean, that yeah. So there know. you go. Just, you just insight. I don't know. Yeah, but but Audio Tree basically it's it's a live like in studio like it's just a band playing in a room. They record right. it all live. They film it all. They stitch it all together and throw it out there. And it doesn't have yeah. to be that large. No. Um. But that's something that we've been discussing and mm-hmm. bouncing around and trying to figure out how to pull it off. And obviously, like the 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 quicker we figure that out, the quicker we can start doing it and help. Yep highlight these artists in a yeah. in a better way yeah. um, versus just them talking into a microphone for and, six hours yeah and clearly more free time would help but if you were that's a great question if you were an engineer if we asked you hey come down and help us mm-hmm. get this thing going like we need input from a, a another mind like mm-hmm. bring in a few people probably it's like we have a space our, our main goal right now is to get a space so we're not in my fucking bedroom <laughs> but uh you know after that the idea of having a space and then a, sh- a shoot space and a live space. If you, if we were to call you in, what would be some of the things that you're looking for? Hmm, interesting. Uh, first is, um, I would say figuring out if it's going to be acoustic or full band, like that's, let's say full band, full band. Yeah. So, cause acoustic, oof. if you, if you prepare for a full band, acoustics, no problem. Yeah. 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 Um, there's so so many considerations that would go yeah. into that, and I'd definitely be interested in talking to you guys more about that later and stuff. Uh, but I, I would say a big thing is acoustic treatment, just mm. something like listening to the room that you guys are in and seeing how bad the resonances and stuff like that are. Like that's a big thing because you know you get the sound bouncing off the walls and stuff. If it's not a good sounding building, then it's not going to be right. So would a, you suggest even having like get the space, then have a band come in blank? Yeah. Set up some shit just to kind of fuck around with where there's these tones coming from. Or you like, could why even, are we getting this in the snare drum right yeah. here? You could even uh, <coughs> just go in and clap around, walk around the right. room and clap and see like where the reflective stuff I do that is. when we made our... I did that with the floor tom. Mm, I did the yeah. floor tom trip. Walk around with the floor tom. It's like, this sounds amazing right here. Yep. Put the drum kit right here. I learned that from watching a YouTube video. That's awesome. I've yeah. heard of the same thing, but with a snare drum instead, yep. let's walk around and see. Unfortunately, I don't have that, uh, ability luxury. in my room. Cause it's so, yeah, the All luxury, right. there you go. Uh, cause <laughs> my room is pretty small and it's dead anyway. Cause I put stuff up. I like, I'll, I'll make the room tones from sounds that I've already got from other, right. most of the time. So, right. Or reverb stuff like that. But, uh, have you made re- you've made your own, uh, what are, what are the, what are those things called? Like the, Presets. You made your own presets off your own room, like acoustic stuff. Not exactly that. Uh, like, are you saying like for like drum sounds and stuff like that? Is that yeah, what you're yeah, saying? Or just or, like uh, like a reverb from the room sound. Like you toy with <laughs> making your own sample packs and stuff like that. I have not done that uh, because because of the fact that my room is so small and uh, so dead sounding. Mm. Um, I'll 
if if I record drums in there and then I end up using some samples and stuff, I might use a sample from like NRG Recording Studios or okay. Blackbird or something like right. that, like where they've got. It's the sound of the snare being hit in this amazing million yeah. dollar room in the perfect then, spot. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so then you just blend that in with the sound of the drums and it sounds like, Hey, that drum set was recorded in that million dollar room. Right. right. <laughs> so yeah, that's that. Yeah. I, I feel like there will be not a lot of room for error with something live. That's my mm. biggest fear. It doesn't have to be perfect. No, it doesn't True. have to be perfect. And I agree with that. And that's actually part of the beauty of that is even in the audio tree, that city's burn one. There is a, he misses some notes. Like it's very noticeable mm -hmm. and you're like, but I like that because yes. that's human. Exactly. It makes it more human. Like human error. Adds I'm not trying to listen to the record. If I was, I would listen to the record. What the new, the new acidies burn record. No, I yeah. mean like, like when I'm watching something like that, like oh. I don't, I don't need it to be absolutely perfect. No, like, I don't either. Yeah, it doesn't exactly. have to sound like the yes. record. Like now they so their audio quality is crystal clear. Mm -hmm. I will, for the size of the room, it's pretty impressive. They set up basically like a band would kind of in line, but yeah. there is like some space. They have like some room to separate their self. After you guys explained it to me, I think I have seen that before. I'm just couch jackets did it. Didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. They did an audio tree performance. That's awesome. That's awesome. Definitely have to look into it. Cause that's really cool. Um, yeah. Other than that, I would say it's the majority of the stuff. And this is, goes back to what we were talking about with uh, recording and everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, the conversations that I'll have been with bands before we start is, Figuring out the goals for up that front. particular we thing. We probably yeah. need to have a lot of upfront conversations. Mm. Like, and bring your best shit. Don't bring the shit you're kind of working on. Like, <laughs> bring a song you've played yep. a thousand times. That way, you're just you're kind of like, all right, here's a hole that can happen. Let's do as much as we can to plug that hole before we even get. <laughs> like, there's a hole in the wine barrel. Let's <laughs> plug it up before all the wine spills yeah. out. Kind of, you know, Absolutely. it's a terrible analogy. <laughs> no. I you know, they uh, use like liquid analogies in audio all the time. <laughs> it doesn't have enough of that watery vibe, what? man. I don't think I've ever heard that one. That's, I use gravel just came a up lot. With gravel, yeah, I've heard gravel. I need gravel. I need more gravel, especially <laughs> vocal tones. Yeah. yeah. Spit. I need that gravel and that spit in the vocal. Oh, go out in the parking lot, sir. There's a handful <laughs> of gravel you can swap. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, man. Yeah. There's a lot of that stuff. And audio engineering for myself, for me, has been a long road. And I'm not even anywhere near what I consider good. Mm. Uh, but I might be just hard on myself. But I, I just like, uh, no. Like I did that one and I was like, yeah, I shouldn't be the one doing this. Plus, if I'm, too, if I'm closer to it, I'm definitely not vibing, mm. right? Uh, here's another one, too. Have you ever worked with like other known producers like, like in what, in what way? Like, say you did like a, has a band come to you to do like demo out something before they went to a bigger producer and you're like working with them or anything like that? Not exactly that, but uh, like the Levels song that just came out. Like, right. I don't know if you've seen that. With the yeah, of course. Music video and everything. Amazing. Uh, they came and uh, recorded vocals with me okay. and we like talked about some production stuff here and there and Dalton right. was sending me stuff back and forth. Uh, for several months. And then once we got that done, uh, he, well, before that, they went and recorded drums with, with a dude in Fayetteville that okay. I knew that has an amazing setup up there. Uh, and then we did the vocals and then he sent it all off. Uh, he recorded guitars and everything at his place, uh, Dalton. Sorry, okay. I don't know if I said Dalton or not. Yeah, you did. Uh, you did. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, sent it off to Jeff Dunn, who's worked with like Amir and like yeah. all these other like heavy bands. And so 
it sounds amazing. Yeah, and yeah. That's, that's, oh man, like since, I don't know if you ever saw, me and Dalton did a cover of a Stained song like several months ago of, uh, yes, it's been a while. I did. And uh, that was actually one of the first times that I've done like a collaborative mixing thing. Me and Dalton did that together. Okay. And uh, so like I'm, we both did our own mix of it after we recorded it. And then uh, it was basically like, hey, I like the stuff. I like the guitars in yours better. And then he's like, oh, I like the uh, snare drum in yours better. And so, so then you're mixing. Yeah, stems we're just. Yeah, stuff? exactly. Whoa, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. it's really cool. So he sent me stems of like the stuff that he thought he did better. And then I mixed that in with my stuff and then made some tiny adjustments to make them fit. And that was like the the, the product came out way better than the sum of its parts right. in that situation. Like collaboration is collaboration huge. Is, yeah key man and again that's coming back to bands recording and mixing and mastering their own stuff like it's just even though you might think it sounds yep great like get some other ears on it of somebody that you trust that yep. uh, is ahead of you and it might way. who knows it yeah might it might actually great. be and amazing might just be like hey man yeah you're doing great but yeah. it, uh, i think that's a massive uh important that is if anybody learns anything from this podcast get somebody else and honestly, that's not even familiar with your shit. Yeah. Because to me, the best person who's going to be like, why? Or, hey, what about this? Would be the guy who's kind of just figuring it out for the first time. Like, not figuring out what to do, but figuring out, like, hearing your sound for the yeah. first time. And just a completely unbiased mm-hmm. ear. An and unbiased ear. That's a great one. Something with uh, that also, like, and this is, I'm off topic from what we were just that's talking right. about. But with, uh, say not wanting to hire someone to either record or mix or master because of money things. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think that ends up being a failure on maybe say like if a band decides they don't want to work with me cause it's too expensive or something, that might be a failure on my part of sh- showing them what the difference is and what they're actually going to get out of it. Because, um, you know, they might say that they don't want to spend say five hundred dollars to yeah. get their song recorded, but they'll go and spend fifteen hundred on a new Fender guitar or something. So obviously, like there priorities. is yeah, exactly. Yes. And so it's it might be an issue where it's just their priorities aren't where they say they are. You know, new tattoos, new video games, <laughs> cigarettes, energy drinks, blah blah blah. And oh, but we can't afford to record That's our right. song. Well, it's what does the recording mean to you? Yes. What what are you planning to get out of it? All that stuff. Is like, it really something you want, or is exactly. it just something you hope happens to you? Yeah. Yeah. And if if it's something that you really want, then it's not just something that happens to you. It's something that you have to pour into if that's, you want other people to want to pour into it as well. That's the that's the that's the that's it for all of it across the board. Yeah. What do you want out of your live show? Well, if you're just going to stand there and be boring as hell and do nothing and the music's not exciting. Well, guess what? No one's going to come. Yep. It's, I think that's the... People ask what the secret sauce is. That's it. Just give a fuck. Yeah. And it's going to show the things you don't give a fuck Hello, about. Hello, sorry to interject again. People will only give as much of a shit about your show and your band and your music and whatever you're doing as you do. It's, it's a very it. simple concept. It's, it's simple. It is simple. It's hard to grasp, though. Also, I've said days. this way too many times to way too many people. Just <laughs> sitting there fucking complaining like... Only 20 people showed up to our show at Vino's. Yep. Okay, did you promote it? Yeah, I put a Facebook post out. Yeah, I paid them $10. Did well, you did anymore. you promote it as hard as, like, were you as excited about this show right. happening as you would be if your favorite band was going to play? Right. Yeah, promote it like, as if they were. Prom- promote yes. it as if, like, the, the biggest band in the world you could ever think of, yep. and you're the hu- like biggest fan of them, and you want that room as packed as possible yep. for them. And you're Why are you not them? putting forth That's the right. same effort for your own band? Mm-hmm. 
Like so many people get caught up and you do the same thing all the time of like, well, I'm not that guy. Like I don't want to like shove it down your throat or whatever. Or, and it's I not do, even, yeah, it's not even that it, most of the time. Like it's, it's just you being passionate and giving a shit about what you do. Yeah. And if you don't, then why would anybody else? Uh, couldn't agree more. Yep. And one more thing on that is uh, something you talked about earlier about how you were feeling overwhelmed about all this stuff that I, I think you said like Kurt was giving you all this stuff to do that you've never done or whatever. Yeah, something yeah. Uh, I get a lot of that, notes. Is yeah, <laughs> like every every person in the band should have their place. Like what what does each person bring to the table aside from their instruments? You know, like yep. if uh, like my band, That's my my one, vocalist man. is like the most outgoing person in the world, and so whenever we were having shows like in Fort Smith, we were going to the mall and getting kicked out because we were going and just talking to every single teenager we saw. And guess what? Whenever we played our shows, we had like 150 people there, which for Fort Smith was really good really at the good time. Number, and it was yeah. on school nights. And these were all kids that did not listen to metal in any way. And they were not even, would never be interested no, in our music. Never. But yep. because we as people reached out to them and made the connection, like Kurt was saying earlier, is they, they showed up on a school night with at a show that they would never go to a local show ever. Yep. And it's because guess what? Our singer is a super outgoing person. So he put that out for our band. Uh, with me, I, I understand stood the recording part of things. So that's what I put into it. There you go. Our bass player is amazing at writing lyrics. So that's what he contributed. And if you've got somebody in the band, that's uh, really good with social media. We'll, make them do every day every every day somebody yes. in your band should be doing something yes exactly that isn't Boom. the music part yes yes 100 agree Boom. well way to nail that on the fucking head <laughs> everybody out there listening it's it's stressful and it's difficult and it's really fucking easy too <laughs> yeah but not when you're the only one doing it there's a lot of bands out there that suffer from one guy syndrome then why are you in a band with those people i don't know that's a good question I don't know. No, well, if we're gonna, end, we can't. <laughs> I mean, I'm not up. even. I'm not even. I'm not even speaking to you directly. <coughs> I mean, we all have our issues, especially with yeah, obviously like business partners, like whatever. Oh like, yeah, that happens over time to time, and a lot of people do forget that like you being in a band, if you want to like go forward and make it and whatever, like if your goal is to like put an album tour and all this, like. Yep. It is just as much a business as it is like you oh, having that fun is what being it is. a fan. I mean, most more so really. And a lot of people forget that. Like yeah. they just ignore that fact of like, oh well, we have to invest into this more than just like our time. Like we yeah, have to put more than money just showing this. up to we practice have to, and yeah. Like okay, cool, you booked a show. Let me know what it is so I can show up and play. Like yeah. that's not yeah. You have to do more than that. Yes. Like there's a lot of that. Which there's I'm trying like, I'm trying to help nail that into your brain. Not your brain, yeah. but like people's brains, people's especially brains. with yeah. this upcoming show that we're working on, which I've already mentioned. So, I mean, I can just say it again, the cover show, but <laughs> no, <don't> stop like, <laughs> saying it. <laughs> but like we're trying to do something like new and interesting and yes. like fun that gets everyone involved and makes yes. everyone excited about it. I think just within a, our own circle. I and think, if we are, everyone else. Will I think be. that's a new approach. I think that's a new thing that's going to be. You're going to start seeing a lot more of that, man. Everyone getting everyone involved as part of it more than just bands you're seeing a lot of shows come around with like vendors look at the promo that the they just did with the lost 40 and the paul bear beer yeah you're gonna start seeing a lot of this shit where companies and businesses and bands are gonna start we're all here like for the purpose of watching and, the live show but it took you, know, you have to be strategic about that because yes. obviously like there are going to be a lot of like companies that are going to come in and say 
hey, I see you already did the legwork. Can I put my name on it? Yes. You have to be cautious. And if, I mean, if they're backing you up with like money and promotion and like they're going to help you reach your goals, <laughs> sure. like, hey, if you want to, if you want to do that, do that. Like, yeah. I'm all for selling out, honestly. Like, dude, at this get at your this money, point, boy. Sign but, on the dotted line. <laughs> but also, just be aware of like that relationship because, like, you might have a company approach you that like has some pull or whatever that's, right. that's really passionate about what you're doing and like mm-hmm. genuinely wants to help. That might not be able to help you as much as you know this other company. Yeah, but they're just looking for like to to piggyback off of the hard work yes. that you've done and then put their name on it. Yeah, so you you have to wolves. be aware of yeah. the differences between that. Um, and that goes for like everything, not just shows or, or your band, but like just in like general That's life, it. like, yeah, no, you're not wrong. I'm trying not to get too deep with this. Like I'm trying to like still save it for two skim weeks. Skim the now, yeah, yeah, surface. Well, that I don't care. Honestly, like at this point I'm itching to yeah, fucking yeah. like say shit about it. So. I know. Well, he's uh, been working on it since fucking June. So poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to show, man. It's going to show. You told me the ticket count. That was, I was like, dude, that's fucking nothing. That's that's the cap of what we're allowed to sell. I know. And that's nothing. We can fit more in the room. Oh, though. we're going double that. I, I, like, we we set a new standard with the Rebuild the Stage show, and I think there was a lot behind that more. Like, there's more behind that. Like, that was very special to people, and a lot of people yes. came out of the woodwork that wouldn't normally do so. Yes. There was a lot of old heads there. Absolutely. There were a lot of people that like, I knew from like back in the day that yep. I hadn't seen the shows in years. Yes. Um, but it meant something, but it meant something to people. People really enjoyed it. And like, I see this as an opportunity to do something similar, but hopefully mm-hmm. with a new crowd. Yeah. Like, obviously there's going to be a lot of people that are really interested and like really hyped about it. But like, I think this is also something that can help try to bridge that gap between those younger kids that were so desperately trying to figure out, like, how do we get them to shows? That's right. That's why I think documenting it's to do things like this. Yeah. And when people hear the podcast too, it's going to, I think a lot of it's going to come to light just how much work went into this fucking thing. And it's been, people don't understand. It's been almost consecutively every single day. There is something. I try to make sure it's every single day. Like we might miss a weekend here or there, or some people might not like it, uh, one of the people in there is on a social media break. Like, yeah, that's all cool and the, fine. But like, it's been almost every single day consecutively. For, I might not be talking specifically to like the group chat all the time, but right. I promise you I'm having a conversation with somebody about right. some aspect. Hey, of you'll it. text me all the time aside from that. Like, I'll text hey, you. Yeah. I see John every single day. So <laughs> right, like we right. talk about it constantly. Like we had like a long conversation about it earlier today. Oh, there you so, go. So, um, shout out John Comfort. Shout out to John Comfort. He's been my sounding board for a lot of things recently. <laughs> he's a good sounding board. Um, he is. Yes, that's definitely true. Um, and he's he's also the type of person that will call you out on your shit or be like, true. "Well, why aren't you thinking of it this way?" Or like, "Oh, are you just trying to do this?" And like that kind of thing, which is really nice because like something like this, I think we have an opportunity to do something really cool. And I won't go super into it because obviously we're going to do a later yes. podcast regarding it. Um, and I want to make sure that there's still plenty to talk about, but, uh, I think it's a really cool opportunity. And I think if we all put together, not only on this, but just other thing, like, Mm -hmm. like even just something that's really important to me. And I try to do my best about this, but obviously I can't do it with everyone like all the time. It's just supporting people that you support you. And like, for example, like if you have a show coming up and I might not even be involved in it, like I'm going to do what I can to try and help you out. And the more people with that mentality, like the better it's going to be. The Shinfo show is a prime example of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a Shinfo show in my opinion. Like Shinfo was playing, well, we but it playing, was. But that's what I'm saying. We'll put the, the show together yes. and he came to me for a lot of the help. But we weren't in any way like involved other than the band playing and you still 
like did things to help us for that show. That's what I'm saying. I don't remember what I did, but I, I'm, I, yes. it's cool. That's good yes. to know. Uh, just saying, like you did what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know. I, it, I do that for the, obviously the bands that I work very closely with and I'm, I'm sure other people do the same, but, yeah, um, you, it's easy to get caught up in the aspect of like, Oh, well, like you're showing favoritism or whatever, whether that's towards me or someone else or whatever. But like, that's not the case. Like just reach out and I'll try to figure out a way to help you if I can. Yeah. Um, it may not always be free, but I'll do what I can right. to help you out. Uh, the, the lights, the, the lights, hey, flickered, so I kinda, there? the audio still going. Jesus I kind of, kind of lost my train of, <laughs> oh God. Actually, let's wrap this. Up. Uh, yeah. Hey, did anything you want to add, but, I I don't guess so. I mean, we covered a lot. We I covered think. a lot of it, man. A lot of the important things, I think. So, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, Closeaudio.com. Yeah, <laughs> phone number. Uh, or, I mean, you can find me on Facebook and get a hold of me that way. Nathan Close, C-L-O-O-S. What but, about an email? Or you said your website has the email. Yeah, like, or uh, you, you could just send me an email, closeaudio at gmail.com. Okay. But it's it's better if people go to my site and do it that way because then uh, it just it's sent to me in uh, in a way that I'm used to and right. I know exactly as soon as right. I see this form come in I'm like oh okay this is somebody right. trying to yeah so ask if you're a band out there and looking to get a record or even just a single or whatever you work mm. with pretty much everything right yeah uh, you guys were talking about rap earlier I mm-hmm. even work with some rappers I've got a buddy in la that does like country stuff he's like a singer songwriter i like okay. help him write stuff so man, i do pretty much everything but my bread and butter is like the pop punk or metalcore type stuff there you go like that's uh yeah especially if you guys are in those kind of bands hit me up <laughs> yeah for sure i will be uh, as soon as i hit Yee. pause um just to clarify what all services do you offer for, for bands <sighs> so yeah Fair uh, <laughs> I offer pretty much everything. I don't want to though. Like my main, my main thing that I can contribute in is mixing because that's that's what I love to do. And, bread and butter. Uh, yeah, that's my yeah. bread and butter right there. Especially mixing metal, metalcore, pop punk, emo, all that type of stuff. That's what I love to do. But uh, if if it's necessary, I'll do tracking, editing, mixing, and mastering. But it's. I don't know. I'm a fan of getting other people involved, especially in the mastering process. Like yes, I said, just like because, we yeah. About, yeah. So, but aside from that, yeah, I, I can do all of it, but, um, depending on your goals, right. we can, we can make something even bigger. Yes. So, so hit him up with a goal list and be reasonable with yourself and come prepared. E. And <laughs> I'm on the internet crash cast pod, Twitter crash cast pod one. I think we've been using it. Kurt, have we been using it? <laughs> You shouldn't have to ask me that question. You should just already, like... I retweet it. We've been using it. You see it every time I tweet from I it. know. I, I retweet it every time, too. I don't do it as often as I'd like to. He's way better at but it. But... He's got the knowledge for Twitter. I, I'm a Twitter idiot. We all get busy. <laughs> okay. A twidiot? Twidiot? Damn it. I don't think that actually got on microphone. We're going to cut that part out. <laughs> nope. Twidiot, 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 twidiot. Don't... All right. Don't, you, you, you stumbled over yourself a lot. Twidiot, 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 twidiot. Uh, it is hard. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. <laughs>